You're listening to WJMF Radio, the beat of Bryant. Everyone, welcome in to this Down to the Wire Fumble Rooski special. Uh, I'm really glad to have you guys on for this today. It is a blast having you guys with us today. Joined alongside me is my is a fellow uh, fellow WJMFer. He is the voice of the Bryant University Bulldogs, Zeke Kransdorf. Welcome in. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here. Glad to talk some football. Sure. I love football. Favorite sport uh, on planet Earth. Could talk about it all day long, but you know yeah. we got a a bunch of other people to talk about it as well. Absolutely. You know, going around the round table, obviously, Adam, thank you for having me back. We got big Justin Tucker in the bottom corner, and then we got the man, the main man himself, CJ Medeiros. Obviously, it's going to be a great show. Um, this is actually going to be part of a little special that I'm doing. I recorded an NBA segment earlier today outside with Chris Dring, so stay tuned for that, and uh, let's get on with the let's get on with the show. All right. Well, we are going to kick off our Super Bowl coverage. It's going to be a very fun episode. So it's very bittersweet. We are on to our last NFL game until at least meaningful one. Sure. Until September. Yeah. Quite a while off, but we are going to ensure that this last episode of football coverage is going to go out with a bang. So starting off, Brian, I believe you have some Super Bowl 57 prop bets. Yes, I do, Adam. Uh, this is something I like to do every year. While I'm not a betting man myself, I gotta I gotta admit, these prop bets are pretty funny to, you know, watch and you know see. So my first prop bet that I have for you is a classic one. It is the Gatorade color. Now, there have been various, you know, colorations over the years. Blue is typically been a favorite, but this year we got orange, we got yellow and green. Clear or water, blue, red and pink, purple, or there's no Gatorade port at all. Um, Adam, I have uh, orange is plus 250, yellow and green plus 350, clear plus 500, same with blue, red and pink plus 550, purple plus 900, and then no Gatorade port is plus 1,600. For all you gambling people at home, you you understand that. So uh, I just want to know your guys' opinion. You know, if you had to put money on the line, what color? is uh, going to get poured on the winning coach at the end of all this. Adam, I'll throw it to you. If you had to take a guess. All right. So I'm so the only thing I'm familiar with about the Gatorade and the Super Bowl is that it's that it's a very low likelihood sure. that the um that it's the same color two years in a row. So last, what I'll ask last year what was last year's? Blue. Blue. So we can take blue out of the I'm just going to take blue out of the conversation. Okay. Um, let's go with, mm. when the Seahawks won, it was orange. I'm just like throwing different colorations. I don't know if that was the last time it's happened, but I'm going to go green. I'm going to go green. I think the Gatorade bath is going to be, I, I know who I'm picking for, for the Super Bowl. So. It's becoming apparent. Yeah, I got, I'm going to, I'm going green here. Okay. DJ, I'll throw it to you. What do you uh, <clears throat> thank you, uh, Brian. You're very generous. Absolutely. So, <sighs> I would like to point out that I believe I guessed blue last year in last year's Super Bowl show. Let's keep that streak alive. Orange is speaking to me. Give me orange. No rhyme or reason, but I believe in orange. CJ, I'll agree with you there. I'm also feeling orange for this. I just, I'm feeling it. it I could see it being poured on Andy Reid or uh, Coach Sirianni. It feels like it's, uh, like it's the destined color to have. Zeke, the man in orange. Uh, what are you going with? You're, I, 
I, I money would, on the line. What are you taking? I, I would love to say orange. I really would. In my heart of hearts, I'm feeling lemon lime, baby. I'm feeling that yellow Gatorade. Why are you giving like a politician's answer? <laughs> I don't know. It's for the people. All right, sure thing. Uh, and then Tuck, I'll throw it off to you. What do you got? I don't are you, know. Are you, are you going purple for your Baltimore Ravens? No, no, not this time. Not okay. this time. I was, purple I was Gatorade's the worst. Red. I'm feeling red this year because it goes with the Super Bowl color. So I was thinking red. Yeah. All right. Is that is that everyone? We yeah, have I think so. All right. The next prop that I have is will a player propose after the game? Now, this is something that oh. now here's now here's the thing. I there is a little caveat to this because in you know, it's something that happens after many games. You see, you know, many players propose. It's something you typically done. Whether it's a college game, the NFL, it's something that you see a lot. And while some people are saying, no, like maybe there won't be a proposal, I want to raise you this. The game this year is being played two days before Valentine's Day. So I don't know if any of these fellas are going to have any ideas here. So, uh, Justin, you ha- you, I ended with you. I'll start with you this time. Will we see someone uh, – be getting married at this game i want to say yes and i want to say yes and i'm going with jalen hurts if the eagles do win all right <laughs> i all don't right. know who to go for the chiefs true all right zeke what do you got listen both both these rosters fairly young rosters uh i think that that will play a factor they probably have not already proposed probably not already married a decent amount of these players so I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm gonna go with yes here. I feel like whoever wins, there's definitely some young talent. That that's that's a highlight moment, right? There. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna double off that. I'm also gonna say yes. I think that there's just gonna be some love in the air, and you know, it, when it comes down to it, if if emotions are riding high, and you know, you're that winning player, I think I think you're gonna feel like you're on top of the world, and you'll do anything in that moment. So I'm gonna say yes. I think we're gonna see a proposal to, uh, you know, on Sunday. That's that's my best guess. Who hasn't answered yet? Adam, I, I haven't answered yet. Okay. Ooh, so I I looked up. I did a little bit of cheating. I looked it up to see oh. how many to, oh. to see to oh, see. Statner in here. Oh my god! Right, you suck. If it makes you feel any better, I didn't find anything. But I was just looking that up knows. how many how many Super Bowls players have proposed at. I found nothing. Um, so I guess it's just not. I guess it's not something that people just post. Um, but I'm like I think I think Zeke's point that there's a lot of young players between both sides is a fair one, and I think somebody it's just going to be a, the right occasion if. Either of these sides win that somebody says I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna propose. So I think I I I'm gonna go with yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh CJ, have you said your answer? No, I have not. All right, let's hear it. So I did some thinking we have a lot of yeses right now. So are you gonna be the one that go that strays away from the pack? Well, let's find out. All right. So I did some thinking. And you know, there's like a, like you said, there's a, a lot of young players. And a lot of these young players happen to be some of the more uh, carefree ones, you know, like uh, you know, like a Jalen Hurts or Juju or anyone like that. Sure. So if they win, I think they do it. So uh, I'm gonna have to go with yes. Okay. However, yeah. I feel that if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, a proposal is more likely to come from them than the Chiefs. Fair enough. Yeah, the Chiefs—they're kind of locked in. 
Um, but yeah. All right, guys, I got one more prop bet for you. We did a lot last year. I'm going to keep it to just my three favorite ones. Those are, you know, pretty popular ones that we have now. This one is a little bit, uh, a little bit more specific and, and it would require most likely a chiefs victory. This one is will head coach Andy Reed eat a cheeseburger before the end of the Super Bowl broadcast. Oh, now, I want to say there are two separate betting lines. One is that he'll eat it before the end of the broadcast. And then the other one is, will the words cheeseburger be brought up during his post-game interview? Now, those are two separate things. I feel like if they win, it's going to get brought up. No, I, hold I think on. There is a clarifi uh, clarifying question here. Is the bet that he is going to bring up the word cheeseburger or anyone in the media? Because that, that's a different line. The bet said, will the words burger or cheeseburger be said by Andy Reid during a post-game interview? Oh. I think he'll say it. I think I that's the But But, okay, so is, is that locking in your, your in your team for the Super Bowl? I know we'll talk about that, that in just a second, but. I keep going back and forth on it. Because, listen, I'm not, I doubt. Uh, Coach Reed's going to get 50 pieced and then just be, you know, munching down on a Big Mac at the, at the 50 yard line. I don't think that's happening. So, you know, you, you got to believe in the Chiefs if you have them, if you have, if, if you have them eating that burger. What do you got? I think regardless after the Super Bowl, he'll eat it. I think regardless. Okay. If he's offered. Hmm. Fair enough. All right. Let's pass it around. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of the, uh, I'm a man of food. Uh, you know, I've I packed I've packed away a couple Big Macs in my lifetime. Uh, if someone offered me a Big Mac sandwich on the sideline, I, I would take off my helmet and I'd be eating it, even if I was a player. <laughs> um, so I feel like if someone offers him one, then he, he's gonna he's gonna uh, you know chow down on. It. I think I think yes, regardless of uh, win or loss, if he's offered a cheeseburger, he'll take that. Uh, sure. He'll take that cheeseburger. Sure. Now. Whether or not he'll say the words cheeseburger, I think I think he will, uh, regardless. Now, for anyone, I just want to say, for anyone who's ever listening to this show for the first time, I'm sorry. You guys are in for a very confusing experience. Well, we're going to get into the game in just a second. But um, to wrap it up, who who hasn't said their vote on this uh, on this particular prop bet? Haven't I haven't. And I don't Adam, have you? I, I have not. So I will say this. I This is going to depend on, you know, the, the winner of the game. If Philly is to win the game, I don't know if I see Andy Reid eating a cheeseburger. But um, if we're going KC, if, like here's the thing: in the event KC wins the game, it's happening. But oh, yeah. but but that's but really, I think this bet, ironically, has a lot tied to who you have in this game because you're not just going to see this guy just sorrowly eating a cheeseburger on the side <laughs> and, and, and just never like, know. And just crying as like his team is like getting blown out by the Eagles, like that's not going to happen. So this this pick really does reflect a lot of uh, who you got in this game. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I don't know if we're gonna see it because uh, I'm also feeling uh, pretty interested. I'm feeling a certain way about the team in this game. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna listen. Whether he it's so you so we have two different bets here. We have one whether he eats one, one whether he uh, he he mentions the word. Yep. And I think I I think that's an that's an important distinction. It is because it's a very different distinction, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> shut the shut the heck up. 
I about to say we're on radio. We are. I know. I know. Radio, so I know. Bye, I'm bye. pretty sure you can still say that the H word, right? Yeah. Heck yes, you're good. Either way, I hate the, other, the FCC. Let it be I meant, known. I meant the other. I meant the other H word. But listen. All right. Listen. So, yeah, whether they so you took the words out of my mouth, whether they win is going to fringe upon whether or not he eats a cheeseburger because he's he's not going he's not going to eat one if they lose. If they lose, though. So he can still mention the word because during the postgame press conference, maybe he'll mention yeah, we didn't win, so I won't be eating any cheeseburgers today. Something like that. Maybe uh, like a I, small I, joke. I'm going to say this. If he loses, he's not making any jokes, Zeke. No. no. Uh, it, We're not getting any jute. We're not getting any jokes. No, no. no Probably no. not, but I, I see a better I see a better chance of that happening, like him just mentioning the word cheeseburger during a post-game press conference ra- than to eat a cheeseburger, I would say. Sure. I All don't right. think either is happening because I they have to win in order for him to eat um a cheeseburger i'm just giving away my super bowl pick yeah you really are all right adam i'll I'll throw it over to you what do you what do you have after these prop bets and i didn't i didn't vote yet oh sorry cj i'm sorry for the uh impromptu go ahead when i said you were very generous i was lying no so (laughs) let me tell you something do i think he eats a cheeseburger i do not and but as far as saying it, because remember the bet says not that he says it. No, it, it's it, that. No, it, it says that he says it. Wait, he, hold. On. I thought. Oh, I thought you said if anyone in the no, media no, 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 said no. it, he has to say the words. So I, you what got if, confused with my clarifying question. Ooh, what if he's yeah. mic'd up? If he's mic'd up. Oh he yeah, he if he's mic'd up. What are you talking about? The uh, uh, like, and if and an NFL films thing comes out like two weeks later, people are gonna get like this massive refund. No, no, no. This is the actual Fox broadcast. We're not, we're not gonna like sneak mics onto this guy to try to get him to like slip a word. No. You can overhear just players on a, bro- on a Fox broadcast. I've seen it before. Here. You could read. Is reading lips a possibility? No, this is not a possibility. <laughs> Adam, Adam, are you trying to tell us something? Are you really trying to push for this uh for this particular bet? No, I'm just I'm just thinking like what I'm just thinking about the the limits to the to uh this bet. Like, you know, fair enough, fair enough. If he says it and you can read his lips and you see I'm eating a cheeseburger if we win or so, or something like that. Yeah. So, okay, so fair enough, fair enough. Uh I don't think he eats a cheeseburger and there is a small part of me that really believes if he loses, he'll say a reporter will ask him because you know, there's always that one stupid reporter, yeah, that's like, Hey, and you're gonna eat a cheeseburger? and he'll be like, No, no cheeseburgers for me, I'm Andy Reid. So, yeah, I think he does say it because a stupid okay. reporter will like coax him to say it, okay? All right, Adam, throw it over, throw it over to you. All right. So the o- the one that we had was how long will the national anthem be? Ooh. Over or under two minutes. Mm. Over. I think we we were under last year, correct? Or no? Was it I over? I don't I think, remember. I, I, I it, was, it was really close last yeah, year. It was, it was like it was incredibly down close. to the because there were there were um there were a bunch of people that were watching the Super Bowl with me, and they're like, "Come on, come on, come on, come on!" Ah, actually, you know? you know what? I think it just hit the over last year. Like yeah. it just hit it, but it was very close. Um, traditionally, it goes over. Do we know who the singer is this year? I'm Not looking yet. that up right now. Chris, uh, Chris Stapleton. 
Oh, that's going over. Over. Hit over. That over. In this over. If you if over. you listen to Tennessee whiskey or any song, oh. rather. Yeah, over. that's what that I is. Mean, listen, Chris Stapleton, he has some songs where he sings fast, like on Arkansas, different projects like that. But as someone who listens to Chris Stapleton, he is as melodic and as drawn out as they come. And, you know, for the best, like I, he's a great artist. But this thing is going to be over if it's Chris Stapleton. 100%, 100%. over. Yeah, it's this, over. That's it's such I, an upset if it doesn't happen. That's free money. If it's on, if it's under, then then that will be one of the greatest upsets. As he's gonna have this thing as hard out of ball history. If it hits that. No, if Chris Stapleton, it is a hundred percent going to be over. I am telling you guys right now that is free money. Bet that. I and I'm not a betting man. Bet that it will hit the over. All right. So I wanted to move to our next segment of the show, which is. Favorite Super Bowl foods. So I just wanted to go around the table, just give your go-to, like one one thing that you just can't uh, enjoy the Super Bowl without. It could be anything. Is beer an option? I don't know if we're allowed to mention that on air, right? Yeah, we, we, you can mention, I mean, I'm 21 years of age. It's legal. Mm -hmm. uh, CJ is not legal. Okay. Wow, way to out me, Adam. Yeah. Jeez. Who's that Dean? I'm at Bryant University. This is more than fun. Oh. It's something that you have to talk about. But no, in reality, um, I'm a big fan of kind of like cheesy kind of stuff. I'm not not a big chips guy. Um, but you know, if, if like oh, always like some good uh some good pizza, if you got some mozzarella sticks, um, you know, since I've been going out to stuff more recently, I love some good old pretzel bites. Um, just any any of those big kind of like stuff, you know, really kind of stuffed foods. I like that. I like that stuff. So like nine layer dip, something like I, that. Yeah, I'm I'm not really a big dip guy, but sure. All right, I'll throw it, uh, CJ. I'll throw it to you. Huh. Now, whenever I watch the world, my daddy does make like a lot of food and stuff for that, but. I'm going to keep it short. I like ribs. You know, you got that that tender, Ooh. like, fall off the bone ribs. You, know, you just get yourself a plate of those, and you're laughing. I'm I'm crying tears of joy right here. Uh, you gave me an idea. You just you just started a, a tradition for me. Good. No, when you have that Super Bowl party, you better have ribs. I swear to whatever God there is. Well, you know what? At this Super Bowl party, I'm requiring everyone bring one thing, so I think I know what I'm having you bring. Actually, CJ, you make a good point. Not ribs, but I forgot to mention this: steak tips. Oh Ooh. yeah, steak Adam. Tips. How, Adam, steak we will solo. later. What? We will discuss that later. All right, uh, Zeke. Oh, that is. Pick? It's a tough call to just kind of narrow it down to one because there's a couple. Well, what, what's going on in your plate? Okay. Yeah, give, give us a few. Give us a few. We gotta. Take, we gotta take us through your soup going oh, with some cocktail wow. dip. Yeah, yeah. We, got, uh, we got some uh, potato chips and onion dip as well. Sure. Uh, and then you got to go classic uh, chip, like tortilla chips with the three-piece option, salsa, queso, guacamole. Wow. I mean, I, I, have, I, I have a diverse I'll, 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 I'll give it up to you. I'm then. a man of food. I've, I've said this before already earlier on in the show. I like to eat. <laughs> and when I'm going to be eating at the Super Bowl, I'm doing it right. Fair enough. That's like part of the Super Bowl experience. Is the oh thing. yeah. If you're yeah. not if you're not eating at the Super Bowl, then you're not watching. Are you even watching the Super Bowl? 
It's a it, Super Bowl parties. Are, it's a crap Thanksgiving. Like you're literally eating just like junk just, food. Yeah, it's junk food galore. Like that, and that's the beauty of it all. It's, it's the American dream, baby. Oh, it's amazing. Absolutely. Maybe throw in a buffalo chicken dip. Maybe. Yeah. It's maybe. amazing mm-hmm. if you have I'll room. Maybe throw in a buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. Right. Talk. Talk. Have I thrown it to you yet? No, not yet. Uh, which call it? You know the usual: the chips, the dip, the salsa, the guac, the queso. There's also the pizza, but who could forget the wings? Adam knows where I'm coming from. The wings are the most important thing for me. Every time we have a Super Bowl party, we can't have it without the wings because those are the best part of it. So when I think of the Super Bowl and food, I think of the wings. All right. Listen, man, that was my pick, and (laughs) I'm going to double down on that. Listen, if you are watching the Super Bowl and you don't have wings – that's oh. a, it's like I don't even ooh, eat wings that much, but like you have to have wings at a Super Bowl party. It, it has to be that. Like, I think it's in the Constitution. Like it, yes, it's like it's like turkey at Thanksgiving. You have to have it. Exactly. You and have to. Have it is, and you got to have like my. So a lot of people have different. Some people just have them without dipping it in anything. Some people have it with ranch. Me. So I just recently started dipping my my wings in blue cheese, mm. and ever since I tried it, when I first tried it. I can't do it without – I can't do wings without blue cheese. Like that's – it has uh, to be there. Sure. Uh, it just has to me. be there. Um, and then – so call me basic with the wings. Um, but I also – and I also have Doritos. Nacho cheese Doritos are like my favorite chip of all time. Basic. I got to do that. No. Basic. Basic. It's, it's a, it, is, it is basic. But I, I am – I like what I like. And I <laughs> – I don't know. I so I like a lot of things, and all of these all of these picks have been really good. And I would probably have all of them at this crap Thanksgiving. But that is as I as I mentioned before, that is the American dream. Sure. I just I just have a bare minimum for what you need um, at your Super Bowl party: wings, Doritos, yeah, um, and are then we talking basic buffalo wings or like. Barbecue wings, like what flavors are we talking here? Sweet and sour, maybe, like uh, Thai sweet chili, something like that. I don't know. I'm a bu- I'm a buffalo guy, and I'll eat anything, but like it, there at least has to be buffalo. But as I said, you, there, if you're so hosting a Super Bowl party, there are certain things you need. You can't just buy for yourself. So I usually get some barbecue, um, whatever. I'll I'll text in our in the Super Bowl group chat and be like, hey, what flavor wings do we like? And then we get votes. Um, yeah, so like kind of, I'll go, I'll go multiple, but my favorite is definitely uh, buffalo. Like buffalo is, that's like my slam dunk favorite. Have to have to watch a game with buffalo wings. I respect the um, pick. I respect the pick. Another one that I have that hasn't been mentioned yet, taquitos. Oh yeah, dude, those are nice. So it, for those of you who don't know what taquitos are, so it's basically it's kind of a tortilla rolled up. You roll up some cheese. Um, there's sometimes chicken, some sort of meat, um, and spices. It's really good. It's like, it used to be my all time favorite snack whenever I got home and absolutely my Super Bowl thing. Um, yeah. Besides that, I would also say pretzel bites. Yeah. Some beer cheese. Pretzel bites slap. Oh yeah. Those things. I know, I know you like them. You say beer on air. Like Adam, it's our radio station. We're good. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. I was like half joking too, I hope. Um, and I hope. and of course, if you're a, if you're of age, it's it's good to it's good to have a few drinks, you know, loosen up, be at a Super Bowl party. 
Yeah. Speaking of Super Bowl parties, I want to mention this, Adam. Um, I know the NFL has been expanding their schedule and, you know, they're after adding a 17th game, it only seems, you know, like a matter of time before we do eventually get another week added to the season. I do want to say this. If the NFL were to add an extra week to the NFL season and, and basically do what they're doing now to where they're pushing games, you know, back further in the schedule into the spring, what could be really interesting and take, and, you know, just think about this. If the Super Bowl was pushed back one further week, it it would be held during President's Day weekend, and that Monday would be a national holiday, and people would have that day off from work. Just think about how more chaotic Super Bowl parties could be. <laughs> so I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the NFL expanding to 17 games. I'm a, I, I, actually, I wasn't a fan really of them expanding. You mean 18? No, no, no. When they expanded to 17, I wasn't really too big a fan of that. I'm a huge fan of them expanding to 18 games if that is a possibility. Now, don't don't spoil this for me. And then what I don't want to see happen is they put it at the beginning of the season. That would ruin my day. But if they put it at the end of the season and push the Super Bowl back further, I did just want to say that. I think Super Bowl parties could get taken to a whole nother level. I have an and, alternate solution for that. What's instead that? Instead of 17, uh, instead of 18 games, 17 games, two bye weeks, player safety. I think George Kittle actually like suggested this on a okay. podcast appearance. Where he's like, okay, 17-game uh, season, that's fine, whatever. Yeah. Add an extra bye week in there. So that way you have more primetime games, like more games that everyone is watching, kind of filters Everyone's a lot healthy. of viewership in. Yeah. You get player health up, and then you also get that same benefit of Super Bowl weekend, President's Day weekend, and that Monday. Hey man, I'll take it 100%. If if it if it just means that we, oh, yeah. any way we can push the Super Bowl back one more week, I am all for it. Seriously, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, and like as you said, like if the if the league were smart, which I I like to believe they are, uh, um, not really. No, Adam, I like to believe they Adam, are. Adam, now, I like to believe money grows on trees. That doesn't make it true. Adam, I'll say this: I don't believe the league is smart, but I believe the league wants to make money. And if they are interested in doing that, then it will happen. Yeah, well, in some in some ways, those could be those can go hand in hand, being smart and and looking for money, and uh, it, that would make that would make money. I don't I don't need a game. I don't need an NFL game in the summertime. I just don't. I'm I'm having way too much fun anyways. We're on the beach. We're enjoying ourselves. It's the weather's nice. Wow, look you at know? Adam. He's living the life. <laughs> we don't we don't need, so we don't need a game in the right? summer. What yeah. we need is games in the winter time when the weather is horrible and we have some some other things to look forward to. Yeah. And to get the day off after the one obstacle that we get for Super Bowl Sunday to be able to eliminate that. Yeah. How could you not want to do that? And plus you the NFL is getting more business by doing that. And people always talk people all, all, all have always said Hey, the day after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday and you'd be able to do that if you did this. You would be able to do it and listen the U.S. wouldn't have to – I'm not even getting it into politics. You wouldn't have to pass any bills or sign any laws. It would just fall into place. It would be perfect. As, Home, yeah. as Homelander said, it was perfect. <laughs> Down to the last minute detail. detail. I, would, love, I love that quote. Yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful quote. Yeah. Um, all right. So I wanted to change gears, uh, go on to our next topic, and I wanted to go around the table – 
uh, and touch on each person's favorite Super Bowl memories. All right, Brian, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, so it's it's a favorite of mine. It was, it was also a not-so-great moment. It was uh, back in, oh, let's see, 2016, 2017. The Patriots are down to the Atlanta Falcons 28-3. to And it's, it's listen, I'm going to say it. This story seems basic at first, but let me explain to you the backstory. So along, along with being a football fan, I also – I never played tackle football, but I played flag football growing up at like a local like indoor soccer field. And I did that for a couple of years. Once I aged out of it, I got a job as a ref at this at this place. And the day of Super Bowl 51 actually happened to be my first day as a referee. And that day I went in, I met with the referee at the time. I met with the guy at the time. Um, actually, Adam, you would remember him. It's Jim Mulgrew, who is an umpire for some of our sports. So I worked with Jim and I... Uh, you know, like I got my whistle and I was just running around the field calling the game. Pretty low-key games, like nothing really happened. But what did me in is the fact that I had like this metal whistle. And I didn't realize that to just whistle a play dead, you can kind of just like whistle into the thing like softly. So instead of just like doing like a quick like, whoop, like I was full-on blowing into this whistle and unknowingly blowing my eardrums out at the same time. So at the end of the game and at the end of my workday, my ears are ringing constantly. And I get back home and I'm watching the game and I'm just like, man, I really hope this goes away. And it wasn't. And the Patriots are down to the Falcons. They're getting killed. And I'm just like, all right, I have a splitting headache right now. I'm going to go upstairs to bed. And I go up in my room and, no. I, and I shut the lights off. And I literally say to myself, and, and I, I wanted to watch the game all the way through, but I was actually dying. I tell me you didn't miss. Tell me you didn't miss it. Let me tell you how, how it went. I just couldn't, Adam, it, the sound was just bugging me. I, I, it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to watch the game. I was just so in pain. And literally, I'm sitting up there in bed, and I have the ESPN app open. I'm just, like, watching, like, the plays unfold kind of on that little, like, spreadsheet thing. And basically, I, I said to myself, all right, if they score a touchdown on this drive right here, I'll go down and I'll watch the rest of the game. I'll I'll I'll, I'll push through it, and I'll just, like, you know, see them try in this game because who knows if this is Brady's last game ever because we didn't know at that point. And I was like, all right, they score a touchdown on this drive, they'll do it. And on that drive, it was the uh, pass to James White for that first touchdown that cut it to uh, like 28-9. So as soon as that happened, I was like, all right, I'm going to come down. I went downstairs and the rest is history. I was losing my mind. The missed extra point uh, by Guskowski on that touchdown was a good turn off, but... That almost sent me back up to my room. <laughs> like, like seriously, they got that touchdown. I, I, I was like, was like, oh, let's go. Like, this is cool. And then Gostowski just like shanks it right. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to come downstairs. Maybe I'm just going to stay upstairs. But I made the right decision. I got to witness pretty much the rest of the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. And uh, it was a great memory to have. All right. Talk. Oh. What? Oh, do you, do you want me to? Go? I'll go to here. I'll go. I'll go to Zeke. Yeah, let's keep it here, and then we'll go to you guys. All right, so uh, set the scene. It's about uh, 2015 in February. I am at my dad's apartment. We're watching the game as a collective. What game? Which, which, which Patriots, year? Seahawks. Oh. And we're, I'm, Seahawks are down to the, uh, I think it was about the two-yard line. Yep. And I'm like, <sighs> it's over. Now, you know, I, I was – this was around the time where I was always, like, Patriots fan, 100%. No doubt in my mind, I was a Patriots fan. But if I – like, it was – like, I 
if I had to choose a team out of the NFC, it was the Seattle Seahawks. I was sure. playing with the. Uh, I played with them all the time on Madden. On no no, no on Madden on my 3DS. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that so uh, I would I'd play with like uh, Marshawn Lynch and I think oh, yeah. Matt Hasselbeck was, oh, was the quarterback for those ones. Great. I was like, oh okay. So they they were my team out of the NFC, the Seahawks. But you know, Seahawks are driving down. They're at the two yard line. I'm like, oh, they're gonna hand off to Marshawn Lynch. The Patriots are gonna lose again in the Super Bowl again. This is horrible. Seeing that interception at the goal line, my my heart skipped like two beats. Zeke, I, I, think I fell I, to the floor. Zeke, I think I blacked out during that interception because I don't even remember the play itself. I just remember celebrating afterwards. Like, I don't even remember, like, Russell throwing the ball. I remember the replays. I don't remember, like, actually seeing it all unfold. I remember the curse catch. I remember getting down to the one-yard line. And then... All of a sudden, I just like the next thing I know, I'm celebrating. I don't remember the actual play during during the like entire time that ball was in the air before it landed softly into the hands of Malcolm Butler. My heart did not beat. No, it was just still. Like I think I might have been legally dead at that point. <laughs> but the second the second I saw Butler, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. Right working, back, like I was, I was fine. on the ground. I was like, <gasps> like, yeah, actually, like heaving. Uh, but it was a fantastic moment. Yeah. Fantastic moment, Adam. But what about you? All right, so I, I want to go last, but I okay. wanted to throw, okay. I wanted to throw it to talk. We got a couple Patriot, we got a, a lot of Patriots fans in this room. I just wanted yeah. to, I just wanted to mix it up, give it to the Ravens fan. What say you, Tuck? Tuck, you're muted. Tuck, you're muted, bud. I know I am. I'm using profanity. Thank God. Whoa. Uh, that's not very nice. Well, that's not nice, Tuck. I have half a mind to say 52 or 46. I have half a mind to say it, but I'm not. I mean, favorite, okay. I have um, my favorite memory is Super Bowl 47, and it's not even the first three touchdowns Joe Flacco threw. We're coming out of halftime. The score is 21 6. Everything's going off. Right. I'm still a little nervous because I'm thinking, okay, San Francisco, if we go four and out. San Francisco gets the ball, they score. Still a close game, so I'm a little bit worried. They kick the ball off. It gets to Jacoby Jones, and oh, my God, the rest is history. Boom, he gets through the middle. He hits nothing but pay dirt, does the Ray Lewis dance, and oh, my God, it was so exciting. I was like 28-6. to six. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a slaughter. This game is over. It wasn't over then, but at that moment in time, I was just so excited and exuberated to be a Ravens fan, and thank God we managed to hang on and win that game. But that, as far as memories go, that is my favorite Super Bowl memory. Yeah, I mean, that was a great game itself. That was probably the first Super Bowl that I probably really remember being engaged in. I, you know, I wasn't too much of a sports fan growing up, but I remember watching, like, the Giants games and stuff like that, but that game was the one I was most engaged with. One thing I remember specifically from that game too is uh talk is that that was Randy Moss's last ever game in the NFL. Yep. Yeah. I forgot he was on the 49ers that for was, that. Yeah, he was on yeah, the I keep forgetting last too. Game in the NFL. It's crazy. All right. Uh CJ. Ah, there's a few. But even though it wasn't the most entertaining game, Super Bowl 53. Ugh. 
Yeah. You see, here's the thing. If you were a fan of the Rams or the Pats, that game wasn't boring. It was stressful. Yeah. You know, both offenses locked in a stalemate. You know, you can't take your eyes away from the TV. I mean, at least that's how it was for me. Everyone says it was boring, but most Pats and Rams fans that I know just said it was stressful. Oh, yeah. And you knew whoever gets the first touchdown wins. And there were many points that, you know, made me worried, like the ball bounces off Hogan's hands for a Corey Littleton interception. I thought Goff had like a wide open Brandon Cooks, you know, then Jason McCourty turns on the Jets. That was awesome. And then I see Michelle get a touchdown, and I was like, oh, this isn't over. I don't have a good feeling. And no, it's like we just got to stop him. Rams march right down the field, and oh, Gilmore calls game. And then, you know, we, we give it back to the Rams. And I remember how the announcers were talking about how Johnny Hecker, I mean, not him, uh, who was their kicker? Zerline. Zerline. Yeah, Zerline. How that was Zerline's like career year, and he hadn't missed since like week eight. And he just shanked it. And I was shocked because you and I was worried. In my head, I was preparing myself for he makes it. Rams recover the onside kick and get a touchdown. Because remember, the Miami Miracle happened that year. So And, it, so it and then like, he shanked it, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I can't remember I still, like, I still have, like, the film of, like, me reacting to it. And the best part is I went to an awful place for <laughs> to an awful high school okay. in, a, in a, okay. a hexcape called Smyrna, Delaware, that was – which uh, is crawling with Eagles fans, or as Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi puts it, a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Villainy. So I roll up with my Gronk jersey. I'm like, oh, remember last year? Remember now? Well, I'm back. <laughs> Mother bleeps. Yeah, I can say that. Take that, yeah. FCC. No, I yeah, will say. My... No, yeah, I'll say. I'll say this. Like, the Super Bowl Fifty Three has a weird place in my in my heart because as a Pat fan, you kind of knew. That was likely it. I mean, at the time, we didn't know Brady was going to play, what was it, like another three to four years. It wasn't really known. And even if he came back, there was just something about that game. It just, there felt, it kind of, there was like a finality to it, where it was like, yeah. what? Brady kind of led them through the end. That was, that last game, I give a lot to Belichick for that last Super Bowl. That is a Bill Belichick Super Bowl, if there ever was one. So, yeah. and it just, it just felt like, you know what? Belichick got Brady in the league. Then he took over and was like that juggernaut for like those first for like that, you know, middle run. And then at the end, Belichick gets him over the hump. And that was the narrative that I had for a while. Um, but, yeah, just a lot of other good memories. Remember being a, that was the only Super Bowl parade I went to. Um, oh, I went to that one, too. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a great day. I ran into Adam at that one. He was coming from Gordon at the time. Which. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. 53. We were we were on the opposite sides of the street. And then once the once the parades, once the duck boats went through, the cop let me go onto the other side of the street and meet up with you. And then we ran to Beatrice. It was a crazy day. Oh, yeah, that was that was great. Yeah. And like I went to everything for that. I went to their <laughs> I went to their because I, I had a feeling it was one of their last. I went to their rally. I went to want to my first Patriots game ever. And so far, my only one was yeah. the divisional round against the Chargers where they blew them out of the water. Wow. And listen. That's like just a side note for that's for that Super Bowl run. It will never be looked at as one of the best no. Patriots teams ever, but it's one of the most can I say it? bad What are you trying to say? One of the most badass Patriots teams I've ever seen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just want, I just want to make sure that was okay to say. Yes. Um, one of the most badass Patriots, Patriots teams out there. Listen, there's always been that narrative teams that lose the Super Bowl almost never go back and they certainly don't win it. And that team had to overcome that and they use it as a chip on their shoulder. Remember that one time where, uh, where Edelman is mic'd up during the AFC championship game. Yeah. The best games ever. He, uh, uh, Brady threw a, a touchdown to Philip Dorsett, and on the sideline, Edelman's yelling to, yelling at him, saying, you're, you're too old. You're too bleeping old. Yeah. It was awesome. But, all right, let me tell you about my favorite Super Bowl memory. This kid gets on, this kid gets on radio and doesn't know how to act. He's asking me all these questions. It's, what a rookie. Yeah. Come on, Adam. Just swear like the rest of us. I'm kidding. Yeah. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll be dropping F-bombs, F S-bombs. Adam. I'll be saying all, ki- all kinds of colorful language. Um, one th- one thing like, I will he say. Sound, he sounds like a fifth grader right now. Look, looking back on it, I am very surprised that that Patriots team that put up 13 uh, points in the Super Bowl was able to beat the 2018 Chiefs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, that was the last time Brady looked like Brady in a, in a Patriots uniform. That, that next season, he didn't look like like the Tom Brady we all knew. The last time we saw, you know, Tom Brady balling out for the Pats was that AFC Championship game. So that that's what was really special about that game too. That season has a special place in my heart. I sure. would I wouldn't trade it for any of the other rings or any of the ones that you could we could have had between Super Bowl 57, uh Super Bowl 42, 46, the undefeated year. I couldn't um All right, but I want to get to I want to get to my to my Super Bowl memory. Listen. So Back in 2013, it's the Super Bowl 48 run for the Denver Broncos. They didn't. They made the Super Bowl. They got through uh, Tom Brady, lauded as arguably the best offense in NFL history, led by Peyton Manning, who threw 55 touchdown passes. They get demolished. They got crucified by the by that Seahawks team. And me, 13 year old, little 13 year old Adam. Said oh, and thirteen-year-old Adam. The, for the for you guys that don't know, thirteen-year-old Adam was something else. Because I, <laughs> and, and I'm not gonna lie. At the same time, twelve-year-old Brian was equally as bad. It was we were Adam. We were twerps. We, we were some weird kids. We were weird we, kids. We matured. We matured. And not, not, we didn't really mature. We just got older. We got yeah. We got yeah, older. That's and we stuff. started. And we started a podcast and got some of the stuff on air. But they, were, <laughs> they, they were not that mature after. All right. So. Little 13-year-old Adam made the Super Bowl prediction right after saying, I want the Seahawks next year. I want I want that suit. Seeing how bad they were and being uh, the Broncos were and being the Brady zealot that I am, I wanted to see Tom Brady do what Peyton Manning couldn't. <laughs> and so fast forward, you get through the regular season. Both, team, both teams finish as number one seeds. The Patriots... They had a tough time in the divisional round, but they ripped right through the AFC championship. The Seahawks, on the other hand, they fell down big to the Packers. And so. my the rest of my family and everyone else at the party, I was with uh, with some family friends. Everyone was happy. They're like, okay, the Packers will be an easy, an easy matchup. I wanted the Seahawks. I was the only one there who was upset. And when everyone else was was upset seeing the Seahawks come back, I was happy. I'm like, let's go. We're getting this. This is what I wanted. A challenge, a game for the ages. 
Yeah. And everyone was like, I hope you're happy, Adam. You got what you wanted. I'm like, <laughs> I did get what I wanted. This is yeah. going to be. And going into the Super Bowl. So it's on, as a famous man once said, who is a fictional character, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Looking at that Super Bowl, the Patriots fell down by 10 points. Brady threw an interception at one point. It looked like the Seahawks were starting to take control going into that fourth quarter. Then the Patriots came all the way back. It was one of Brady's best games that I've ever seen on a big stage. Yeah. It was incredible at that point. And the, it, it was all summed up in, that, in one play where, where Brady goes to Edelman, and Edelman gets clocked. He gets his stuff rocked by Ch Cam Chancellor. And instead of just falling over and watching Cam do his stupid little – in his little, um, that stupid little celebration, he got, he stayed up. That guy stayed up and he, kept, and he moved another 15 yards. Now he was ultimately ruled down, but to me, it was the effort that counted. It was, we're not going to be intimidated by you. We were met with your energy, but we're going to match it. And yeah. they came all the way back. They took the lead with two, with about what, three minutes left. Then that one faithful drive where the Seahawks came all the way down. Um, there was the curse catch where they, they got lucky. That was a lucky catch. Lucky play where they Whoa. wound up inside the five-yard line. They get to the half-yard line. They didn't run it with Marshawn Lynch. And he uh, Russell Wilson throws the, throws the ball, interception, and the Patriots win it. Wow. That was little 14-year-old Adam at this point was, man, he probably aged about a year. <laughs> but it took, it took a couple was, of years off your life. The greatest thing, like that was, that is what got me into football, making that preseason prediction way before the season. And then seeing it come to light, seeing Brady do, do his thing and seeing that great Patriots team. That was my, that's my all time favorite Super Bowl of all time. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, those are some great Super Bowl memories, obviously, uh, you know, just looking back on it, you know, being a Pats fan and seeing Tom Brady, um, you know, since that's a recurring theme, go through, uh, you know, all all of these Super Bowls. Um, you know, it's it's crazy because when I started watching football and really getting into it, um, you know, I was too young to really see those first three. So I, I knew the narrative behind Brady. I knew he was a Hall of Famer. Um, but I, it, the question of the greatest of all time really wasn't a discussion up until you know, that fourth Super Bowl, it, it was, it was like, Oh, can he catch Montana? And then when he did, it was, you know, even once he had four Super Bowls, people would say, well, Montana was perfect in the big game. He was undefeated and he played incredible. And it was like, all right, some people are still going to give that edge to Joe. And once Brady got that fifth and then the sixth, and then obviously the seventh with Tampa, it's crazy that it's not even close anymore. And just to see that narrative with a player change, like just like not even amongst like not nah, tuck, 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 tuck. Stay with me on this. I'm not even just talking from personal opinion, tuck. Like, I'm not even talking about my, me, me saying like, oh, Brady's the greatest of all time. But just the way that the culture and the narrative and the way people react to it, the fact that it's so universally just like this now, it that's just crazy to me as to how quickly it changed. It's not universal. I, talk. I'm not saying that it's universal, but and and listen, I would I might disagree that on you with that. <laughs> no, 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 it's no, universal. No. I, I showed I showed Adam what mm -hmm. I mean by that. I showed Adam a clip of what somebody else said. Mike Francesa, I I know what you meant, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I told I told one of my professors who's the voice of the Patriots, and he saw it, it and he, he thought, 
His name's John Rook, and he's the uh, and um, is he's he the, the PA, PA voice. Oh, I, I think I think meant like it was like Bob Sosi or something. Actually, I have a picture with Bob Sosi. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we actually we actually had a uh, Bob Sosi in actually on for a class. Why didn't you tell me this? Yeah, I got to ask him a few questions. Actually, it was great. Um, <laughs> tell me next time. This guy. I I I I had Tony Maserati in. I got to ask him oh, really? a few questions. That's cool. Yeah, we yeah. They, they, Dean has a couple connections, so it's 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 pretty fun sometimes. Thank um, God it was a net class. I would have given Maserati a piece of my mind. He's so obnoxious. I, and so is Felger, too. Both of them can just rotten you-know-where together, I guess. Yeah, look, I, I don't know. It's... But yeah, that, as, that was a great that was a great Super Bowl. That's, Adam, that's as I mentioned, you know, the narrative with Brady flipped a lot after uh, after these most recent Super Bowls. I want to ask you, you know, are we getting into the point where we're going to start picking our teams now? Um, I so we have a Super Bowl edition of uh, the fan box. We're going to okay. get through them quickly. Okay, I do um, want to make a point real quick here, and it's yeah. the fact that you know, at, with sim- the way narratives were able to be written about Tom Brady. You're going to be able to start to make a case like that with Patrick Mahomes, depending on how the Super Bowl goes. Because I will say, if Patrick Mahomes goes and wins this second Super Bowl, this puts him in unique territory. He has he, he at the, he at this point has more Super Bowl rings than Drew Brees, more than Aaron Rodgers. So it's going to be the question as where does he rank all time? So um, I, I you know he's a great talent, and it's just going to be really interesting to see how that's going to work out. So uh, we'll discuss that further in the uh, predictions. But Adam, I'll throw it back to you. All right, so we got to give our Super Bowl memories. So what did you guys think? What were your best Super Bowl memories? So welcome to the Super Bowl edition of the Fumble Rooski Fan Box, where we post a question filter every Monday, or in this case, Thursday. And you can respond with hot takes questions and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's Fan Box question to be featured on our show. All right, so question of the week or of our Super Bowl special, what's your favorite Super Bowl memory? So we had a lot of uh, Malcolm Butler interception votes with Ian Mulhern saying Malcolm Butler interception, Brendan 99882211. Uh, he doesn't have a last name in his bio. So that's his that's his username. Seahawks yeah. passing instead of... <laughs> All right, Relax. Seahawks passing instead of giving it to Marshawn and Owen Vanslack. And this one doesn't narrow it down that much. He said goal line interception, but that could also mean the James Harrison pick at the goal line. That was a pick six. Oh, um, and then the other one was Evan Ethan D who said either the Malcolm Butler pick or watching 28 to three at my uncle's. So we kind of really covered that pretty thoroughly. The, uh, the Super Bowl 49, Arguably the best the best Super Bowl of all time. Um, going on to our next set of questions, uh, of uh, responses, Ethan D., uh, Diego Huertas, and Nate Motes um, all said 28 to 3. Um, so Super Bowl 51. So that one was, listen, that was one of the better Super Bowls of all time. I will give you that. Just the only reason why I don't have it as as – up like being top five, let's say, is because for most of it, I mean, I was doing laundry during a lot during a big portion of it. It was it didn't really start to get interesting in, until the fourth quarter. 
So like, yeah, it was a great Super Bowl and the great, the largest comeback in Super Bowl history by a mile. The next, the next closest is there's like several that are ten points. So, like, yeah, it, it was a great Super Bowl, and I understand why people like it, but um, also, and CJ, you can resp- explain this one more in context. But Secret Weapon Consulting, uh, run by your dad, said Ty having someone skip school and going to the parade. For the fog, confetti guns, lights, and it's et cetera after the twenty-eight to three game. Uh I do wanna so yeah. So what my dad watching games with him is a, a really interesting experience because he has like lights and music and funny sound effects that he plays. That was after twenty-eight to three. But after the Super Bowl uh after fifty-three, we uh I got to take a day out of school because we went to go see the uh, victory parade. Wait, in so Boston? He, he said twenty-eight to three. Uh, he oh, so he said tie between those two. Yeah, yeah, it's a tie between like the celebration of twenty of coming back for twenty-eight to three and going to the parade. All right, uh, Ian Mulhern also said Jermaine Curse tip catch. That is one of the great plays that has got been forgotten in Super Bowl history. One of the lucky, one of the luckiest catches, and it's forgotten because of what happened two plays later. Yeah, but yeah. Same thing with I the Julio s- Jones catch. Oh yeah, and yeah. that got upstaged so by Yeah, I mean, since we're on the point of uh, amazing catches, I want to say this. Um, you know, as a Pats fan, you know, the helmet catch is definitely something that is etched in that it's one of the negative sides of that Patriots dynasty. It's like you know what, you had the perfect season taken away. Because of a miraculous catch by David Tyree, I do want to say it was it was an incredible play for Eli to get out of the pocket. But if you want to, t- but if you're going to tell me what is the better play by Eli Manning, it's not the David Tyree play. It is the throw to Mario Manningham. Yeah, listen, yeah, I'd agree. Because that yeah. play, that play to Tyree, that's pure luck. And the fact that they, that O line didn't take him down is insane. But if you want to talk about, in my opinion, it's the greatest throw of Eli Manning's career. I'll say this as a Pats fan. It is that throw to, to uh, Mario Manningham. He has never had a better throw than that. Absolute dot. I, I, I just yeah. want to say that. I just that was just something I was thinking of. Was yeah, a- and actually speaking speaking of catches of great catches in the Super Bowl, uh, Chris Kostich said Edelman's catch, but that's biased. So uh, we're all biased with our own opinions, of course. Yes. Um, and this is this is a very uh, sub this is a very subjective topic, but Edelman's catch. You talk about more luck. That catch, I mean, it did re- it did require a lot of focus to just dive in and catch it luck. right before it hits the ground. Luck. But that was a big part of that comeback. Now, oh, I my personal belief is that they would have won anyways because their momentum was just on their side. It was they they only had ten yards to go. They had another they had another down. Momentum was on the Patriots' side. I think they win anyways. But it was still an important play and. Sure. My what my point is strictly argumentative, like it's yeah. it's just arguable. I mean, I, I don't know if they would have won anyways. It was a huge part in that drive, and I think, you know, getting the challenge, getting everything to go their way, that was a big part in it too. Because, um, you know, I believe Atlanta lost the timeout because of that, and that, you know, that that impacted them a lot in that game. And you know, I I really don't know if that if that if you know that's different uh if that goes the other way. So um, it, it it depends, Adam. It's a big time hypothetical, but sure. Sure. Um, also that timeout. I mean, the Patriots needed to stop the, to manage the clock more than the 
the Falcons did because they were the ones who were down big. Um, and they, that, I mean, it's all, it's all arguable. I'm, I'm just making my argument. I just all from momentum page. It was all on their side. I just think if they, uh, even if they don't make that catch, they get it on the next, on the next down. Um, but we'll never know. It's one of the, the great what ifs. Um, Cindy Madero said, I attended the big game in 1996. So Patriots Packers. So Patriots Packers. Um, yeah, we don't. Brett Favre. Yep, Brett Favre. Desmond Howard. Uh, how about the entire Packers? Uh, Reggie White. Special teams. Reggie White was a dog. Yeah. My, my grandfather actually he went to the Super Bowl a couple. Uh, he went to a couple of them. One was uh, when. Uh, the, uh, when Washington beat Denver uh, in that blowout game, and the other one was uh, when Montana beat uh, uh, in and the Bengals. I forgot which one it was, but he told me that he was in the elevator one time with Reggie White and O.J. Simpson. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quite, yeah. Quite the cast of characters in that elevator. That's an interesting one. All right. Uh, Isaac Zonana. Um, and Eli Turner and Zachary Still, uh, Stilson all commented on Super Bowl 50. Isaac Zonana said Von Miller MVP because Fangio is de defensive coordinator for the Finns. Can you tell he's a Dolphins fan? <laughs> uh, Eli Turner said Von Miller's forced fumble in Super Bowl 50. What a great, unbelievable um, performance by that Broncos defense. One of the few examples left, one of the few um, occurrences of defenses, just solely defenses winning championships at this point. It's, it's become a lot about balance that wins championships, but that is one of the few exceptions that are left. Those, that 2015 Broncos defense. Um, Zachary Stilson said dancing to the Super Bowl 50 halftime show. Oh, yeah. Deontay and Coldplay. Yeah, it was, it, it was a decent cast. Decent cast of characters. I, I, it wasn't my favorite. Pretty good cast. It was good. It wasn't my. It wasn't my favorite. It was. I don't not, know. Not the best performance, but cast. It's pretty good. Yeah, cast is good, but the performance, like how it wound up going, like yeah, yeah. it could have been. It could have been executed a little better. A little mid. A little mid. All right. Um, and Mallory Kleppel said Vikings fourth, uh, excuse me, uh, Chiefs fourth quarter, 21-point comeback versus 49ers with six minutes left. So it's important to understand that. Um, so it wasn't a, while it, was, while it wasn't a 21-point comeback, it was a 10-point comeback. Mm -hmm. it, was still a good, it was still a good game, but. Yeah. What's that rustling, by the way? I don't know. It's someone moving around. It's not us. It's not me. Yeah, it's me, guys. Sorry. <laughs> we caught him. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm just clearing off my desk. Excuse me. <laughs> Mute okay. yourself while you do that. All right. Um, look, I wish there was, was a way a... to louden myself. <laughs> there you go. wish there, there was a way go. to That's louden that, myself, oh. Adam. I'm Jake. trying to get through these fan box responses. All right. Um, yeah, it was a good comeback. And it was obviously Patrick Mahomes' first Super Bowl victory. And, I mean, he's going to, like, if he plays like he did in that Super Bowl, I don't know if they're winning. That's the problem. 
because it's a like this this Eagles team is a much tougher opponent than that 49ers team was. And I don't think if if Patrick if Mahomes struggles at any point during this game, then they don't have a shot. They're not winning because yeah. this this Eagles team just has that much talent top to bottom. Um, our last response was Daniel Blasiak, who said Jalen Hurts made the game winning touchdown and won the Super Bowl. So someone has a crystal ball and is looking into the future. Sure. I, think they, um, I think they see some Philly Philly part two coming their way. So uh, that'll be something to watch. Adam, uh, what do we have now after the Fumble Ruski fan box? All right. So the good to, stuff. To cap off our show, we have Super Bowl predictions. Final Super Bowl predictions. We're going to go around the table and give who's going to win and scores. And how, how about on top of that, let's give our Super Bowl MVPs too. All right. Brian, how about you lead us off? So, Adam, um, this has been a tough one because, to be frank, as a Pats fan, I don't like the Eagles or the Chiefs. I, I just – not even in terms of the way that the teams are made. Both fan bases just oh. – they just kill me. Like, it's it's mm. horrible to see. Frankly, if if both teams could lose the Super Bowl, I'd love to see it. It's not – there's no clear-cut team this year where, where I say, like, oh, like, if the Bengals were in it, easy. I'd go for Joe Burrow. If the Rams even were back in it, I'd say, you know what? I'd like to – it'd be cool to see Matthew Stafford or someone else get another ring. But at this point, there's not really any team that you're truly gunning for here. And both teams actually have won fairly recently. So you're going to see someone, you know, potentially start a dynasty here. So I've, I've been saying this to some people around at Bryant, and it, you wouldn't believe it. But as a Pats fan, I think I want the Philadelphia Eagles to win this football game. And I'll tell you why. Because if Philly wins, they're only going to burn down the city of Philadelphia. However, if the Chiefs win, we may have another global pandemic, which I'm really hoping doesn't happen. Because that's what's happened the last time those two teams have won. And frankly, yeah, I uh, – you know, the city of Philadelphia, they had a good run. You know, Zeke, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, long-living city. Um, if the if the Eagles win, they can burn it all down. I, I don't really care. Um, like, they can celebrate, grease up those light poles, do the best you can, but um, they're not making it through a second Super Bowl. Uh, if KC wins one, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind it for Patrick Mahomes. It'd be good for his legacy. I think that he's a good quarterback and deserves it. But um, on a leg- from a legitimate standpoint, though, um, I've been discounting the Eagles all year. I thought they were a paper tiger. I did not think they were legit at all. And then I saw Jalen Hurts go down, and all of a sudden, my opinions changed. I realized how important he is to that team, and the fact that he's back basically at full strength and performing. I was able to just see him gut that, um, you know, gut his way through the NFC playoffs, regardless of, ha- of him having having an easy time to get through. He still went toe-to-toe with that 49ers defense, which was better than the one that got him to that Super Bowl, and he and they demolished them. He, they demolished the Giants. They've just been a wrecking crew the entire year. I seriously got to give uh, the Philadelphia the Eagles the edge in this game because not only do they have that, they also have a killer defense as well. And if they can find a way to potentially um, not shut down Travis Kelsey, but slow him down and potentially maybe only get him one possible, get him like one touchdown reception, keep him um, to a smaller kind of role in that offense. I think they have a really good shot at getting the dub. All right. I'll throw it to you since uh, keep it in studio. Wait, so give your score. 
Oh, right? oh do yes. I score winner, 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 score, um, and Super Bowl MVP. Ooh, okay. So the score. I, I will say this. While I while I've been saying that Philly has been like running through teams, Kansas City is the number one seed in the AFC for a reason. I think they're gonna put up a fight. And I had to give it a score prediction. I think it'll be somewhat high scoring. I'll say like 34 to 28, Philly. That that that's that's what I'm thinking it's gonna be around. Um, you know, Casey's gonna give it a good fight. They'll get some touchdowns on the board, obviously. But if you have to tell me who's gonna get that final uh that final punch to win it all, I mean, maybe that prediction of Jalen of uh Jalen Hurts game winning touchdown is correct. Who knows? But uh yeah, I'm gonna go Philly in this one and same and keep it like that for the uh Super Bowl MVP. I got Jalen Hurts for MVP. Cause he's been the MVP for this team all year long. All right, Zeke. See, I'm a little, I'm a little conflicted here, right? Yeah. Uh, again, as a Pats fan, I don't want either team to win. Uh, I do have a little bit more like rooting interest in the Chiefs than than Brian does. Uh, in terms of college football, I'm a Missouri Tigers fan. It's a long story, uh, oh, but they're aggressively mid every year. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I know a, a bunch of people uh, in that fan base who are also Chiefs fans. So I have a little bit more at stake if I uh, if I don't say the Chiefs. But I really think that the biggest difficulty for me actually choosing the Chiefs is I don't trust their secondary against uh, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I just don't. Um, you know, you have a bunch of rookies uh, who have played solid. they played okay. But, you know, when you have that – real top-end, high-end talent. Uh, you've you've seen the Chiefs' safeties and the Chiefs' corners really struggle against, like, say, the Bengals, where, you know, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and, and Ty- even Tyler Boyd, to an extent, were really, were really uh, giving them the business. So I, I think that the Eagles – pains me to say this. I think the Eagles will take it. Uh, it's going to be high-scoring. I don't think they're going to win by much. Uh, it's definitely more of a challenge than they've faced up to this point. Um, but I, I think probably maybe 35, 31 okay. uh, is my my score prediction. And uh, MVP, got to go with Jalen Hurts here. It goes to the quarterback most of the time. I mean, yeah, it's unless unless there's some like pick six. Or like Julian Edelman in Super Bowl 53 where, where no quarterback really stood out. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, probably... A quarterback. All right. Yeah. Talk. Jeez, this is. I agree with all of you. I'm going with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the more dominant team. I think offensively and defensively, they're the most complete out of them. I still think that because it's Andy Reid and it's Patrick Mahomes and it, because it's the Chiefs, they're still going to put up a great fight. I still think it's going to be a relatively high scoring game. But I pick the Eagles to fight it out through the end because I trust that defense more so than I trust Kansas City's defense, even though Chris Jones has shown up like a beast this postseason. Good Lord. Uh, but overall, I still trust the Eagles more. I'm taking the score. Eagles 30-27, and surprisingly, I'm going defense for my MVP, Hassan Reddick. I think he's going to be hard to the whole game. Okay. Yeah, from what we from what I can tell right now, it doesn't look like Andy Reid's going to be having that cheeseburger. So, uh, does not look likely so far. CJ, who do you have? I've given this a lot of thought. Sure, I've sat on it for a while, and 
As someone who also has no rooting interest in this Super Bowl at all, I think Philly takes it. And I used to think the Chiefs, but just looking over the rosters, I, I don't trust that Chiefs secondary. I trust the Eagles' defense to stop KC more than I trust KC's defense to stop Philly. And the score. Now, everyone expects a high-scoring shootout, but that doesn't always happen in the Super Bowl because, you know, Super Bowl is like the Wild West. Basically, anything goes. And I do think it's going to be relatively high-scoring, but I think uh, I would argue that uh, Philly ekes it out, uh, we'll say uh, 31-23 thereabouts, wins by at least a score. And uh, I think... Now, I'm going to go all out. You know, go big or go home. My MVP, Super MVP, A.J. Brown, I think he's going to cook that secondary and then proceed to eat them alive. I'm talking about somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 or so catches over 170 yards and two touchdowns. Now, who's, uh, who's the emergency? Who has the medical emergency going on? Uh, it's That's not me. me. We have the That's fire. Not me. It's coming from my room. They just ran past the school. Or fire like, department? yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Um, Adam, I'll throw it to you for the final. Uh, for the final thing, who do you got? Uh, man, I never like when it's a. I never like when it's a sweep because I like. I like to hear the other side of the argument, mm. but. I can't not pick the Eagles. So it looks like we're all going to have them. But oh, and yeah. so like all you guys say, um, it's going to be high scoring. And like all you guys say, it's going to be the Eagles winning the game. Where I differ is that it's going to be relatively close. It might still be a two score game, but I think the Chiefs, uh, excuse me, I think the Eagles will have it, will have it uh, comfortably just because they're just that much better than um, that much better than the Chiefs. The Chiefs are also kind of banged up on the offensive side. They've gotten a little healthier, but Patrick Mahomes is still nursing that high ankle sprain. That just do- that doesn't just go away. He was able to he was able to work with it la- during the last game, but the but the Bengals pass rush is nothing like the Eagles where they are just they will just come uh, they will just come right at you. No, I'll say this. So, this. This Eagles team, in comparison to the one that won the Super Bowl, the one that won the Super Bowl, I mean, they were a good team. They, you know, good enough to get through the playoffs. And, you know, had Car- you had Carson Wentz at one point. He was an MVP candidate. They were a good team. But it was almost kind of like a Disney movie. Like, they were, they were underdogs, and everyone knew it. Philly is not the underdog this time. Like, they are built to win a championship. They are better than that Super Bowl team that they had back in Super Bowl 52. They can definitely take this game. But I will say this, Adam. I know that you're that you're talking about a blowout. I really not hope a, it's, not a blowout, just a, a comf, a comfortable victory. I would sure, say. sure, sure. Yeah. I really hope we don't have that because we've had too many Super Bowls now where it's just completely one sided and it's boring. And by the third quarter, you don't even want to watch the thing anymore. So I really hope that we don't even have that. Regardless of who wins this game, guys, I just want it to be a good game. I want it to be something that we can enjoy and end the NFL season on a high note because. You know, look, you know, Adam, you mentioned that Bronco Seahawks Super Bowl, which was an absolute drag of a game. I just don't want one of those where, you know, it's just complete, like completely downhill, utter embarrassment type of stuff. I want yeah. a fun game. I'm, I want it to come. I'm not predicting that at all. Wire. And, uh, you know, I, I want it to be a, I want it to be a great time. 
Yeah, and on, on top of that, this this postseason has – I was really excited for this postseason. I thought we were going to get some good matchups, some great yeah. games. We really haven't gotten much of that this postseason. It's kind of been a dud. It's been a dud. It, besides that one wild card game where the where the Chargers blew the, the big lead, that was fun. But still, um, like, still Adam, and then was, there was, wasn't even a back and forth though. There wasn't even any yeah, back. Yeah, right. Forth like that. Besides that, Which, and then kind of the chief, kind of the Chiefs game as well uh, between the, them and the Bengals. That was a good one, but it was horribly officiating. It oh was, yeah, it was a train wreck to watch. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten much. Yeah. The close like ones are the close yeah. ones have been ugly ones. So I really hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see this one being that competitive. I see sure. one team that's better than the other. I and. If they're healthy, I would say that that Patrick Mahomes could overshadow some of the imperfections on this Chiefs team, but he's just not healthy. Yeah, and he's not going to be able to move around and avoid that rush. And, and I, I think, and Adam, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's apparently like an illness going around the Chiefs locker room right now. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So it's like I just can't, I can't take the Chiefs, and I can't, I don't think it's going to be that close either. I have the I have the Eagles winning. Let's say, let's say thirty five to twenty one. Okay, that's the score. Of, that's actually the score and, of, uh, of the game that the pack of when the Packers beat the Pats. Uh, we don't need to. We don't need to bring Ugh. that up again. We don't need to bring that up again. But uh, my I'm very I'm very indifferent on my Super Bowl MVP. I was looking between Jalen Hurts and Hassan Reddick. And I was toying with the idea of a wide receiver. Just it's very rare where that a wide receiver wins Super Bowl MVP. So I think I'm gonna lead. Has, I'm gonna lead Hassan Reddick. I think um, two defensive picks for the MVP. That's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that 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 Eagles line is going to dominate. They're going to take advantage of an injured Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs. The Chiefs' offensive line has always been okay. And this year it's kind of underperforming, but it's no match to for uh, this elite Eagles front seven that is dominated all season. They have the most sacks by far. The next closest in regular season, the Eagles have seventy. The Chiefs are second with fifty-five. Yeah, and it's the it's the same way in pressures. Um, it's it's just unbelievable. So I have the Eagles, and they're going to dominate on both sides of the ball. Yeah. All right. Mm. So that's our Super Bowl prediction picks. Um, Adam, do you have anything left, or are we uh, we about to take it away? I think that's going to be it for me, unless right. you guys have anything. All right, well, I'm I'll kind of – oh, Zeke. I got, I got, I got one more thing. Sure. I'm, even though the Eagles are a young team, I think that if they win this Super Bowl, you're going to see a lot of pieces go. Sure. Fletcher Cox probably going to retire. If if they win, it, that's my that's my guess at least. They have they have some uh, older pieces. I don't see them, uh, you know. I see them retiring most likely. You, you like to retire on top. You, you do. Do you want me to give you? Do you want me to give you some of the some notable free agents? Oh, absolutely. Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, James Bradbury, Nadamakan Sue, uh, kind of Boston Boston Scott. Miles Miles Sanders. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And see uh Chauncey Gardner Johnson. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're lose both, a lot of they're pieces. Both win it this year, but in, in the years to come, I don't I don't think it'll be necessarily a dynasty coming up. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna yeah. 
I agree with you there. But all right, thank you guys so much for tuning into this Super Bowl special between the Fumble Rooski podcast and Down to the Wire. We've actually been streaming this on 88.7 HD2 WJMF FM radio. Um, it's been a great time being able to do this. I will say, if you guys want to follow my podcast, Down to the Wire, you can follow that at down to the wire. At this point, we're going to turn things over to my NBA segment with Chris Dring. That's obviously if you're watching my show, of course. So if you're watching my podcast, we'll go to Chris Dring right now. All right, so we're going to try this again. Um, this is a little bit of a take two here. But yeah. um, thank you. You know, this is now the NBA portion of the show. We're switching things over here. And I am joined alongside a special guest, Chris Dring. Chris, welcome back to the show. Thank I know, you. Thank you. I know we just tried this about 10 minutes ago, lost yeah. some footage, but um, we're back now. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. And, you know, at first Super Bowl special, yeah. got to try some things <clears throat> out. Of course, of um, course. You know, going off that, we're outside doing some, doing, doing, you know, things a little differently now. So yeah. that's, uh, that's pretty fun. I like it though. I yeah. like it though. It's yeah. cool. It's cool. You know what? The weather's great. Wanted to enjoy yeah. it. So we're out here doing a little show and, uh, you know, wanted to provide some of that for you guys. So, oh yeah. um, Chris, you know, as we, as we were trying to start on yeah. the, on the last portion, we had mentioned Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns, um, incredible deal by by Suns ownership you know they just yeah. changed owners and within 24 hours they potentially have the best player on the planet yeah uh it was, it was it's honestly still it hasn't really no in yet it that, really it hasn't that the Nets just trade away for you know, like you were saying one of the best players arguably the best player in the whole league in the yes. whole world and you know obviously he's not playing right now so yeah. we haven't we're not gonna be able to see that till after the all-star break at least yep but I think like we were saying before, I think this is the right move for the Suns. It's absolutely they, sh they should be in win now mode, especially with Chris Paul being older, mm -hmm. uh, in his late thirties. They got Devin Booker. Uh, he's been, I mean, he's not really been healthy, but he's he's back. So, you know, they have him. I just think that giving up uh, some of their bench guys is really tough for them. But like the Nets did the same thing when they traded away everything. Yeah, and that didn't work. But I think this is definitely this is going to be better than the Nets. This team is better than the Nets. 100%. Oh, no, absolutely. And here's the thing. Like, when you're making a deal for a guy like KD, it becomes anything goes. I mean, they, you know, let, let's let's go over this whole Kevin Durant deal. The, the Suns yeah. obviously acquired KD and, and also TJ Warren, who was known for his incredible play in the bubble. And then the Nets ended up getting Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four picks. So those picks are going to be kind of tricky depending on really how they play down the stretch. So... Um, that's not, yeah. nothing's really set in stone with that, but I will say credit to the Suns for saying, for mm. going for it because right yeah. now the West is wide open. No one really knows who's coming out of that conference. And they said, you know what, yeah. we're going to put our foot down. We're going to actually try to, you know, get in this race. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, like I was saying before, I don't think that they're going to win the title. I, I don't think so. How come though? Who do you have? Okay, there may be a little bit of bias here, <clears throat> but I'm picking the Celtics to win. The I mean, that's okay, but, but, but mm. you, okay, that's fair. But but, coming, but who do you have coming out the West? I got Denver coming out the West. You have Denver. I, you still I, like Denver? I do because okay. Denver's built up a sizable lead right now, and I think yeah. I mean, they did lose last night, but they've you know Jokic is the MVP. Sure. I don't think there's really an argument right now. Is this guy is just so good? I mean, he's a, I, he's a beast. I don't know how you know. I could go. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like I wouldn't pick Jason Tatum, but no, we yeah. can't. Like Jokic is just him. So, um, I still got Denver, but I I do have Phoenix in that number two spot. I, I think sure. just because they lost so many games with those guys injured, I don't. It's kind of too big of a gap right now. Yeah. Um, but they are a force to be reckoned with in the West. Like I would not be surprised if they won the whole thing. Yeah. But maybe next year when they mm -hmm. get a fresh start. 
maybe they can sign some guys in the offseason. That yeah. team's going to be really scary. I mean, here's the thing. Really they're they're going to need to come together and really gel. Like, it's the situation. Yeah. Think about, like, the Miami Heat. Their first year together, they went to the NBA Finals, but they struggled because they just really weren't on the same page yet. Yeah, exactly. exactly the, the big yeah. thing right now, it's not in terms of talent because they have plenty of it because, you know, they're loaded on other and other areas, you know, too, besides just, the, like, the big star players. But it's going to be a matter of, okay – like, can these guys work together? Can the offense flow? And if they can figure that yeah. out, they're yeah. going to be dangerous. So, exactly, um, it, it definitely makes things tricky down the stretch. But, uh, Chris, you mentioned yeah, you like the Celtics going forward. I do. I do. I'm still. Uh, here's mm. the thing. As of late, things are looking a bit tricky. They, you know, the Celtics right now are dealing with an injury bug. Jalen Brown just had that really bad facial fracture. You know, broken yeah. jaw from uh, from the elbow from from Jason Tatum. I didn't actually see that because uh, it was. Wait, did it happen uh, last game? Uh, some, I, think. I think it was, uh, it was uh, against Philly, right? Yes. Yeah, because uh, I was I was working at uh, the women's basketball game, so I was not able to watch that, but I did hear yeah. about it afterwards. Yeah, so um, a rough injury, and you know, Mark, Marcus Smart's out right now. You know, um, Tatum's questionable right now with some illnesses. Like, yeah, this stretch right now for the Celtics is going to be kind of tough. I mean, yeah, we can obviously we can touch on them a little bit later in the show, um, but I feel like this shows how much Marcus Smart really means to the team. Yeah, because they've been struggling. It's it seems like with them. When they lose, they're going to lose multiple games. Yes. But when they win, they just they get really They're on a high. tear, yeah. It's just interesting. So if they can figure out, like, the you know, get into, like, a rhythm in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I don't know. I mean, it's between them and the Bucks for the East. I, I, I don't see any other team competing. No, absolutely. Philly. No. I, I, Philly no. is fake. No, I, I, don't, no. I don't believe in them. James Celtics Harden. own Philly, man. Yeah. But actually, speaking of which, speaking of all those teams, yeah. um, you know, we mentioned the fall of – we mentioned the fall of uh, – you know, of like certain teams, like the Nets, man, <laughs> they just fell off a cliff. That was I, that was the biggest. I I think that's one of it's the it's probably the biggest what if uh, yes in NBA history. You know, James Harden, yeah. Kyrie Irving, KD only played sixteen games together as as, as a unit. That's and crazy. I, and sixteen, I be, and I believe oh they were thirteen gosh. and three together, which wow. is crazy. But just what could have been the whole vaccination situation situation with Kyrie, different injuries. It's crazy, yeah. and ev- and everyone's just saying like if Kevin Durant's foot was an inch behind that three point oh. arc. We, oh. we we might ha- be having a completely different story right definitely, now. Definitely, definitely. Because those two, three seasons together, and all they get is a single series playoff birth. <laughs> playoff victory, sorry. <laughs> I think it, wasn't it against the Celtics when they... Uh, yes, when we... They, yeah. they had, like... I mean, I think Jalen Brown was out for the season, yeah. and I think Rob Williams was out, too, probably. Like, yeah. They didn't even have their um, like all their guys. And then yeah. we get everyone back, and we sweep them. So it's oh, it's crazy how that That happens. was crazy. Yeah. yeah. They, they had both their guys. They had KD and Kyrie, and we still... Mm-hmm. Swept them. Yeah. Uh, the Nets, I don't know what you do from here because it's like you're not in a full rebuild, but you're not a good team. Like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. No, it's really. you're kind of middling right now. So I guess you're here's a here's the thing. Like, you have good players, and I think yeah. that you honestly have a core that you could build with. I mean, you have, you have uh, what's the name of the guy? Cam Thomas, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cam Thomas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's, been, he's been balling lately. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. three straight 40 point games. So, like, they have oh, yeah. talent. The big issue now is like Kyrie even said it in his press conference when he got to uh, when he got to um, Dallas. He ended up saying about KD getting out. He, he ended up saying, "I'm glad he got out of there." Yeah, and that just makes yeah. me wonder what's going on in Brooklyn that's going to make people want to get out. And yeah. if there's like a bad situation over there, people don't like ownership management. That's going to really be tough to convince a future superstar. Hey, I want to you know spend the next couple years here. So, yeah. So that's so that's the problem. I think that you have a team that you can build with in Brooklyn, but it's going to be convincing that top-notch guy to come to you. Like, yeah. Like that's going to be the problem. You know. Now, I mean, 
we saw three superstars go in and out and then you know have their um their own uh time in Brooklyn and yeah. you know obviously nothing happened. So it's mm-hmm. just interesting cuz right now you got a lot of guys who are like good players but not like you don't have any stars. Ben yeah. Simmons is not that guy. No, he's and not I, the same player he was. You know, it's it, like I've always said this about Ben sucks. Simmons. I am it not really does. I have like, never been a Ben Simmons guy and it's so funny that me he neither. get he just it doesn't I don't feel like he's ever tried. Like I really don't no. cuz no. So many guys that don't have a jump shot, they've figured it out. Andre Drummond learned how oh, learned how to shoot from from distance, and people literally used to foul him at the end of games because they knew he couldn't shoot. Oh man! But if Ben Simmons could shoot, he would be a much better like just and when he was in Philly, like his aggression. Here's the thing, though. In Philly, I, and I'm not asking great him to be, shooting would be amazing. But, I, but here's the thing, Chris. I'm not asking him to be Steph Curry from behind the arc. exactly. Like I'm not asking you to be that. I'm not even asking you to be like somewhat competent at it, but just take the shots. Exactly. Don't, like exactly. The problem with Ben Simmons is people see him get the ball at the top of the key and they just flood the paint because they know he's not going to shoot. <laughs> it's just back up. <laughs> yeah, they literally yeah. know he's not going to shoot the basketball, yep. so it just completely takes away an element of your game. Yeah. If at at least if you're just chucking something up there, it's going to make the other team make the other teams think about it, and he doesn't even do that, which is pathetic. So. Um, yeah, that's it's honestly sad though. That, like that's that's the one downside about Brooklyn that's going to be really bad moving forward. So um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I'll say this: roster. that is a that's a tough contract to move. That like it, I don't think you're going to be able to get out of that max deal, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I, not sure Brutal. actually, but, but I'll just say this: you're not getting out of it. It's that, pretty darn close to a max deal. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be tough to get wow. out of. But yeah. Um, you know, Chris, obviously the other part of the big uh, collapse of the Brooklyn Nets is the trade of Kyrie Irving. He, yes. did, he went to the Dallas Mavericks, which, frankly, I thought that was going to be the story of the NBA trade, de- trade <laughs> I deadline. I did, too. Like, like, yeah, and now, and now it seems so minuscule. That's the thing. Oh, it, like, man. It, it seemed like it was going to be, oh, Kyrie Irving to Dallas. Like, that's the big move here. But instead, Definitely. like, but Katie obviously overshadowed that. But it's still a big deal. Uh, you yeah. have Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic now pairing up down down there, and mm-hmm. you know it makes the West very interesting now. What do you think about that dynamic duo? Well, uh, actually, I believe that tonight is going to be the first game together playing together on the oh, court. Wow. So um, that's going to be interesting because Kyrie played, but Luka was out with some injury mm-hmm. uh, last game, and well, Dallas ended up winning that game. Sure, um, I don't know if that really says anything about because they haven't played together. Yeah, I thought for sure he was going to the Lakers. I, I really did. I didn't want him to go to the Lakers. No, but I, th- I thought he was going there. I mean, LeBron James so, thought he was going to the Lakers. I thought he was going there because they were going to make a desperate move and they were going to give up that uh, the first round pick. They they don't want to trade. They were going to give that up. They were going to give up uh, a few role players maybe to try and get him and then try to get him in the offseason. because he's on an expiring deal, obviously. And so, yeah, I, honestly, I'm interested to to see this. I think this is a good move for Dallas because. You know, people have been saying for the last year or two, get Lucas some help because they made the Western Conference Finals. That's Their second best player was Jalen Brunson. I oh, like yeah. Jalen Brunson, but he's not. He, he's not know, a two. He's, exactly. Well, and, and yeah. not even a two. He's just like not like he's not a dynamic duo piece. Like you need a guy that. Yeah. Is, oh, definitely. Yeah. You need someone who's like Lucas equal, which is tough to find. But I think they got it in Kyrie. The only problem I think now, so. the only thing I have a problem with, it's not. It's not going to be how Kyrie and Luka are going to play together. Like that's like I think that playing wise, if they're on the court doing their thing, it's going to be fine. The big concern is, is Kyrie going to be find his way to you know spoil another franchise? That's the thing, man. You know, honestly, I don't think he's going to do it. like I don't think he's going to have anything major at least in the first. At least like the rest of this season, sure. Because I think the dude's just kind of like I just want to hoop. You know, yeah. I I just want to play. I feel like he's done with, like, all this drama because, you know, he's dealt with so much drama and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but 
I don't know. I think this team, I just don't know how they're going to play together like in the playoffs. Are they both going to show up? What's going to happen there? I think this team definitely can make it to the championship. I don't think they will, though. Yeah. I mean, well, with Phoenix now, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just tough to pick them, you know. Um, but if I'm Dallas, um, I think this is a good something like that they did to try out. I think this is definitely something that could work. I mean, here's the thing. Even could. even if Kyrie's only a rental, it does show that they're willing to, you know, actually put someone behind Luka. So Definitely, yeah. You know, whether yeah. this means a, they care. Whether they this care. means a long-term deal coming up or if it just, you know, set something up down the future, I'm I'm excited for it cuz I definitely want to yeah. see Luka succeed. You know, he's I do too. He's cuz he's I just he's such an exciting player. Basically is Larry Bird reincarnated. And it, it's yeah. it's it's so much fun to watch, and I really he hope, is incredible, man. Yeah, and I really hope he can uh, have some success down down the line in these playoffs. I do too. I do too. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned about uh, we we had talked about um, you know, Kyrie possibly going to the Lakers, and I mentioned LeBron having that uh, yeah, you know, have you know, yeah. having a say in it. He posted, I think, on on like Twitter or something, and he ended up saying, "Is it me? Maybe like, it's me. Yeah, maybe oh, it's me." Man. But uh, you know that that was obviously a crazy little scenario going on there. But speaking of LeBron, obviously uh, we just had him break the NBA's all-time leading scoring record, uh, yeah. previously held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, set it just the other night. It was a crazy game. He needed he needed yeah. 36 points to get it. He got it at will, and yeah. uh, it, it was incredible. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, congrats to him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, listen, I'll say this. You know, I'm a LeBron hater. I am a I, LeBron hater. I, I would probably consider myself as, to be that as well. Yeah. Because but, I but, just... But you got to give the guy credit where it's due. I mean, I... Oh, this is, you know, crazy. He, like, as incredibly a, talented. Family man-wise, he seems like a solid, like, dad with his kids. He's, of course. You know, he's always talking about... His, he's always talking about them being his starting five. And, you know, mm-hmm. so credit to him. He's a great player. Yeah. Um, but do you consider him the goat? No, you don't. Absolutely not. No. Okay. Because no. I know some people were saying, people were saying like number two though, I, for sure. This is what I'll mm-hmm. say now. So I still consider Michael Jordan to be the greatest yeah. basketball player of all time. And I know people that are saying are saying like, oh, you're just like stuck in the past. Like you can't see past this. And no. listen, if you had told me like, if you had said like, hey, like four years ago, do you think LeBron's the goat? I would have been like, no, no way. No, it's but, definitely closer though. It's closer yeah, than I'll say think. this with LeBron getting this record, it definitely legitimizes people. I can understand people more for for them saying like, "Oh, I think LeBron is the goat." Yeah, I don't I mean, agree with it, but yeah, I think oh, yeah. you you can legitimately say you have a case now, man. And while I understand like people might say like, "Well, it's just because he stuck around and he played like longer," I understand that, but it is a record that stood for forty years. Yeah. So to break that, it's impressive. It is. Um, and honestly, I mean, you know, all of the advanced stats favor Michael Jordan. Like, oh, yeah. it, 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 if you look at, like, M- Michael Jordan, I think he has, like, what, like, nine scoring titles or something crazy yeah. like that? Like, LeBron's not even close to that. Well, Michael Jordan was just so dominant in his era that if he played longer, he would he would have won. Like, if, if he didn't just, like, you know, retire and, and then retire and then come back, it would have been a whole different story. Absolutely. He retired for two years in the middle of his prime. I, I feel, I mean, like, I, I wish that I was alive to watch him play. Yeah. I, I really do. And, you know, I've seen the highlights. I've seen the stats. Like, he is the greatest basketball player of all time in my eyes. But LeBron, I feel like there's a difference between the best and the greatest. Yeah. I don't know if you see it as that way, too. But, like, LeBron is very talented. You know, he can put up a lot of stats on, a, you know, any given night. But Michael Jordan, 6-0 in the finals, he is a winner. And yeah. He, and the thing I'll yeah. say about you That's know, it. 
And I'll say this about LeBron, too. Obviously a great defender, but Michael Jordan had multiple DPOYs yeah. as, yep. a, as a guard. Yep. And I know that, you know, we just saw Marcus Smart do it this past year, and, and people, you know, you know him, you know, self-proclaiming, self-proclaiming himself, oh, I'm, the, I'm the DPOY. But for doing all this, it is uh, it, it's pretty crazy. It is. It like, is. Like it, it, um, like it, for, for for what he did, it was it was incredible. And like yeah. like people don't think about that nearly enough. No, I mean, and you know, LeBron might be in the league for a few more years. We gotta appreciate his greatness while he's still here. Like I respect him as a player in some ways. He's he's very talented, but uh, he's not one of my favorite players. Definitely no, not. Definitely not. Definitely he, not. He sent, he sent my Celtics <laughs> home too many times for me to consider that. So. Uh, but, yeah. you know, obviously, congratulations on that. And, uh, you know, LeBron, he's going to be getting some help out in L.A. Because they they, yeah. they just made yep. a trade of the he, they just made a trade of their own. They acquired D'Angelo Russell from uh, – where is he coming from now? From Minnesota? Uh, from the T-Wolves, yes. Uh, yep, from, yep. Sorry, I figured, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. Been, he's been all over the place since he left the Lakers. But Yeah, he's – I think he was in uh, – he was in Golden State. He was in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, at, at one point, like, you know, he was, he was, I thought he was going to be really good when he was in Brooklyn. He was, oh, uh, yeah. he made the all-star team one year mm-hmm. and I was like, man, like this guy might be the real deal. Yeah. And then, you know, some stuff happened and he's just not the same player he was. No, but he's still a very quality player. He's, he is. You know, he's still putting up numbers and now he's going back to the Lakers where he started his career. You yeah. Know, started off as the <laughs> yes, ice sir. in his veins, you know, that yep. whole, that whole thing. And, you know, obviously kind of got sent away from the Lakers because of yeah. uh, some things with Swaggy P and Nick Young. <laughs> But, yes, yes. But that is but no. He, but, but Nick that, Young's no longer around. Yeah, so. Nick, Nick Young is no longer is no longer yes. around. We don't. He doesn't have to worry about any of that anymore. So uh, yeah, you know, I think this is going to be a great move for them. I think that you know, um, yeah. if, you know, D'Lo as a player, I think it'll. I think he'll match really good with LeBron. And the other thing too yeah. is, they they got rid of Russell Westbrook. They got rid <laughs> Man, of Russell dude, Westbrook, like, and and that's the sad thing because. You know, I mean, we grew up when Russell Westbrook was an MVP candidate, going to the finals with Kevin Durant when he was super young, and now people are just calling him a bum and saying that he's washed up. I, it, it's sad. It's sad to see, but it really is. But like, I feel bad for the guy. I, I do I too, do, and, man. And like, what's it's, and what's it's sad? Yeah, what's really sad is I saw Brian Windhorse. He he basically said that if the Lakers didn't end up trading Russell Westbrook, they were considering sending him home because apparently they're saying that like. He's like a problem in the clubhouse, and that they're just not meshing. And like, I heard like one people, one person say like that he's like sucks, he, he's man. like he's like a vampire. I'm like, what? What is oh, going man. on? I have not heard that one. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 pretty bad, and I don't know what is causing it, but it's I bad. Oh man, like I mean, the whole story is just kind of sad. You know, I know like his his yeah. wife has come out and said that like you know they've had some bad interactions with fans like some fans have said like some horrible things about oh, him yeah. and his family it, it's really sad like i i like russell westbrook yeah, as a player like i have nothing against the guy it's no, just yeah. he's just sometimes you know he's made some bad decisions he's taking yeah. some bad shots and he just gets clowned on it because he was you know a former mvp and he's just on a huge contract and yeah. he had you know he has high expectations and he's just not the same player he was no it's it, and it's just a thing that happens with time yeah um, I don't know. The Lakers, they're not championship contenders. I see people saying no. that just because they got deal. I said no. No, that's they, not They might anything. make the play-in. They're 13th, I think, still. <laughs> um, I don't know. I did want to say one thing, though. Shout out my man, Cole Swider, played last night. Uh, now, Cole Swider is a two-way player, and he's from my town in really? Portsmouth. Oh, my God. He went to Syracuse, and he went to uh, Villanova. Um, I, well, no, he went to Villanova first. Then he went to Syracuse, I believe. Um 
And so it was just kind of cool. He was, you know, he was playing defense on Giannis, and he was not even playing in garbage time. And it was just kind of cool to see him out there because he's, you know, he literally lived down the street from me, you know, like five minutes. And it's, it's just, I don't know, it's just really cool seeing some guy from your hometown play in the NBA, especially right now because of their roster being so, you know, thin for um, a few games because they got to get all the new guys. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just cool. No, that is really cool. Yeah. Sorry for a second. I was putting on some sweatpants because no, it's getting no. a little chillier out yeah, here. Yeah, it's uh, pretty windy here. I don't know. You can probably see um, the camera's been moving around uh, oh, a little yeah. bit uh, because of the wind, but it's still a really nice day outside. Yeah, we're, you know, yeah, we're, make, we're making the best of it. So. Exactly, exactly. Ah, but you know what? Obviously, uh, it's been, you know, there were some other crazy moves going around the league. You want to you highlight some of those, Chris? Man, because um, I mean, I mean, there were a lot. I mean, there, there, there were some smaller moves too, guys. So I know uh, Jay Crowder got sent up to Milwaukee immediately yep. after going to Brooklyn. So that's a smaller move, but I yeah, like yeah. it. I do. Oh, um, I do. T- I mean, I I was hearing Jay Crowder to the Bucks rumors a couple weeks ago, maybe even months ago. Yeah, and so he's a good good guy for like he's you know he's been in the league for a long time. He's been sure. on a lot of good teams. Um, I mean, he was on the Suns obviously when they were in the playoffs. He was on the Heat when they were in the finals. Like. I don't know. I think that he's a good guy for them to get, and yeah. so. But I just think the, the, the amount of second round picks traded yesterday was crazy. I don't oh, know if yeah. you saw that, but um, second, I'm gonna yeah. say this: a second round picks in the NBA don't mean squad. The, no, like the, the, You're right. You're in, right. In the NFL, yeah. a second round pick is a very serious like piece. It's like yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like this guy could be something. But in the in the NBA, yeah. there's only a select number of guys that are really gonna be studs in each draft so by the time you get to like the 50th 60th pick most of these guys may not even ever get to the league no and, and it's it's just a useless like it's just a token at this point yeah i mean obviously you have guys like Jokic, oh yeah you no, know and draymond are, green and no, absolutely guys like that but that's just so rare it's very like, rare it's so rare it's very rare most of those guys that are drafted in the second round usually end up in the g league or mm-hmm. they either sometimes they don't even make it to yeah. the season and so, really if they if they no. even if they even break into the nba they're they're just a role player a two-way not, player probably yeah. yeah yeah they're just they're really not making it you need to be a very you know high caliber high high draft pick to really even have a shot yeah like, like that's the thing what it is now well so i mean obviously yesterday we saw some moves besides the ones we talked about there weren't yeah. any like star players that yeah, were, yeah, that yeah. Were traded. but you know, some notable guys. Uh, James Wiseman got traded to I saw uh, the Detroit Pistons, and Sadiq Bey got sent to the Hawks, I believe. I saw that, too. So, yeah, yeah that was a pretty notable trade. Um, Eric Gordon got traded to the Clippers. Mm. I was waiting for him to get traded. I honestly felt bad for him because he was kind of stuck in the rebuild. Oh, yeah. And I mean, because uh, I mean, he, yeah. he was there, like, when the Rockets were, like, popping. Like, he was there yes, when the Rockets were he was great. there. Yeah, he said he was there for seven seasons Ugh. in Houston. And so, another guy... You just you just got to feel for him, man. John Wall. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I feel bad for him. I really like, do. I just, I mean, he obviously, he's come out and spoke and said that he did not like it when he was in Houston because he, they wouldn't even let him play for a season yeah. because they're, you know, he was on a horrible contract. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let him play because he did not fit their timeline. And it's just really sad, man. Like, he yeah. got his chance in the Clippers, he got injured, and then they traded him again. It's just... It's tough, and he's probably going to get bought out, and I don't know if anyone's going to sign him. Yeah. I, I really don't. And so I really hope he does because he's been through a lot in his career, 
but yeah. this this might be the end for John Wall. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like he's kind of having like a Carmelo kind of situation yeah. right now. Yeah, where it's a good comparison. Well, yeah. th- this is the thing with guys like Carmelo and John Wall, where you know these are these are former superstar guys that may not be at the top caliber anymore. Yeah, but yep. they still have. And I'm not saying this about John Wall or even Melo, but they still carry that All Star pedigree. They're going to be getting yeah, all those definitely. interviews and stuff like that. And sometimes teams just don't want to take that on for a guy that's not producing for them. No, and. Sometimes you know the NBA is a business, yes. and you just you just have to make the decisions, and it's just tough. I mean, and another trade I thought was funny: uh, the Lakers traded Patrick Beverly away again. Yeah. <laughs> well, did, well did, um, did you see what happened when uh, when when D'Lo got traded? Pat Bev went on Twitter and he posted yes, a photo. Yes, I did. And, oh my and, god! And he ended up saying, "Oh, we're going to be reunited. This <laughs> yeah. is so great!" And like, bam, he goes to he goes to uh, he, he, where did he go again? Uh, um, the he went to Orlando, yeah. but he's going to get bought out. Yeah. I heard he might go to the T Wolves again. Okay, I heard there might be a little a uh, little reunion going on there. Interesting. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, there's the famous clip of him throwing his jersey in the stands after <laughs> yeah. the playoffs. And it's, huh. it's just funny because they like won the play-in tournament, and then you know he th- he acted like he won the finals. You would have thought he broke Kareem's record. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was, he was so excited, man. I, oh my gosh, he was he was he was oh, ready man. to like, just you know. Uh, so that's gonna be interesting. Uh, but you know what? I, it's just crazy. Like almost every team was involved in in some trade uh, during this deadline, and it's honestly crazy the fact that that's true. But. Um, another team too I wanted yeah. to bring up quickly was uh, the Golden State Warriors. They I went was out, just thinking about they, that. Yep. They just got Gary Payton back because can't believe they got him back. And, okay, and he signed a pretty solid deal with the Portland Trailblazers. Probably, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And you know he's only averaging four points right there, but you know the Warriors know how to use him. They know exactly how he's going to fit in that rotation. So that's another great move for Golden State. Yeah, right? and I think a lot of people ooh, are just man. like not really thinking about them this year. I know we were talking about the Suns. You were t- you were mentioning the Nuggets, but. Um, yeah. Don't discount the Warriors as long as they have Steph Curry performing. Like you Man. know, we, we saw how he gashed our Celtics, so it's always possible. See, the Warriors are an interesting team. I yeah. don't think they're going to do well only because of injuries. Like they're just sure. struggling with injuries right now. Steph is hurt again, mm-hmm. and you know Clay's been inconsistent. He had like a really big game uh, last week yeah. at one point, but he's just really inconsistent. I don't like Jordan Poole at all, <laughs> um, and. Draymond is well. Draymond, you know, yeah. you know, you know what you're going to get from him. Oh yeah. But Gary Payton was a huge part of their playoff run. He was underrated in the playoffs. His defense was something that helped them a lot against at least against the Celtics. Oh yeah. He was a killer. He's like he's like one of those guys. You know, it's like the Celtics killers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's just tough. So if you're a Warriors fan, I I'd be really happy about that. Uh, Absolutely. But the, the the Blazers, uh, we can just kind of touch on them a little bit. Dame is still there. Yeah, obviously. Still, his his name is in trade talks every year, and I honestly feel bad for the guy. But at the same time, he's the guy who wants to stay there. Yeah, he says he wants but to stay in Portland. Which I don't know. Credit to him. I mean, that, that is some exactly. loyalty. That exactly. Like there are only a few guys nowadays that stay on the same team. You know, yeah. Giannis, uh, Steph Curry, and you got him. Yeah, there aren't many other guys that stay on the same team. I mean, I guess you can say Booker too. He's yeah. been he's been there for a long time. Yeah, but. Obviously, we were saying earlier the NBA is a business, and these guys, they they move around. They, yeah, they do. They but do. um, the the Blazers, honestly, they they got uh, I think it was Matisse Thybul. They got him, and yeah. they got uh, someone else too. I, I forgot about. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing major, nothing no. major, and I don't see much happening for them in the future. Unfortunately, Dame's. No. I don't. As much as I hate to say it, Dame's not winning a ring. No, he's, not not in Portland. He's, he's going to have to get traded elsewhere. I don't know. He's. I mean, he made the All Star team. He's got a couple of good seasons left in him. I think. I think so, dude. I, like, 
as much like I would say I like when players stay loyal. He yeah. might he might have to give it up. I don't know what you think, but I, I think I think he got him man. Like it's yeah. he reminds me a lot of uh, Joey Votto. I I you know in terms of crossing sports where okay yeah you know it, people don't realize in terms of statistically Joey Votto you know I've heard some people call him like the Ted Williams of our time for how yeah. for how productive he was when he was in his prime. But the only problem is he's on an irrelevant franchise in the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> Weren't they like the worst team? Like one of the yeah, worst teams? They're terrible. I'm, but the thing I'm, is, the I'm thing not a huge baseball is, guy, but I know who yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who he is. Oh, so, Joey Votto, great yeah. player, you know, former All Star, you know. And the only thing that's that I've always wanted him to get is that championship. But he's never going to get get it in Cincinnati. And I was just like, I wish they could trade him. But he's also on like a gargantuan contract. <laughs> like that's the problem too. It's tough when it's it. It really is like hard when guys are on contracts that when you know you give it to them and then two years down the line they just they start falling off it just sucks man like there are a lot of guys like that and you know obviously you've seen russell westbrook john wall all these guys ben simmons ben simmons that's probably the biggest example right there (sighs) yeah and it honestly sucks but it's not everyone's gonna get a ring no you know mellow didn't get one and he probably won't unless he comes back on like a veteran minimum on a, on a championship <laughs> team because he's not on a roster right now. No, I don't think Dame's getting one. Like there are just some guys. Just it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I agree with that. It wasn't meant to be. Uh, I Chris, know. I see if we, as we look across the pond, people are throwing. Uh, <laughs> people, are, <laughs> you guys obviously can't see this, but uh, we had the 160th anniversary of uh, Bryant University, and we had this big ice sculpture, and right now people are throwing it into the pond. So. Uh, <laughs> That, that that's our point of view right now. Oh, so that's uh that's really something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, well, campus is active right now. People are walking around, you know, throwing the lacrosse ball around. It's, oh, I mean, it's great. I mean, I it is great. When I walked it out my great. door this morning, I, I was just like, you know what? Today's a short stay, and it yeah. and it was great. I was walking yeah. up to walking up to work, and it was awesome. It's it, not not bad, man. Yeah, it's not bad. You know, man. Hopefully, the, hopefully the weather just continues to get warmer. I'm really hoping yeah. for it. So I guess um, the last point here we were talking about is uh, the Celtics. Yes, obviously. So they made one trade at the, at, uh, the deadline. Well, you know, just going back, we if I was gonna say every trade, we'd be here all day. So oh, oh my god, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that was really like the the biggest ones. I probably missed like one or two, but oh yeah, that's really it. Uh, so, but I guess we can just talk about the Celtics. They only made one trade. Uh, they traded for Mike Muscala from the Thunder for Justin Jackson in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you said it earlier, the two seconds don't really mean much. No. Justin Jackson doesn't play, except if we're up or down by, like, 30. <laughs> so, you know, the, it's it's a decent trade for him because they, they need another big man because yeah. you got guys in and out of the lineup all the time. Rob Williams is a little injury prone, but he makes – obviously, he makes his team so much better defensively. And I don't know. I don't really know much about Mike Muscala. Like I knew who he was. I just only, I don't really know much about him. I'll say this: the only I've heard the name Mike Muscala before, and the only reason I have is because back in the day I used to grind on like two uh, K franchises, like like doing like, uh, doing like yeah. the fantasy thing. And I, <laughs> and I remember like he was like one of those guys you could pick up in like free agency, and I would pick him up, and I just have him on my bench. <laughs> and and like you know how in two K if you like play it with a guy a lot and he's productive, his overall goes up. I think I, yeah, was, yeah. I think I was able to get his overall up to like an eighty-five or something because I was because I was just that's doing because I was doing stupid stuff with him and it was yeah, working. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's the only he's, real. That's he's been real... in the league a, lo- a long time apparently. Yeah, he has. I, think I it's don't like, know. What, nine years or something. I think so. Yeah, like nine or ten. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what teams he played for, but I I did hear that he's a good shooter though. Like he's yeah. a big man who can shoot like a you know like forty percent ish like around there. That's solid. Which is good for them because yeah. we got Sam Hauser and we got. 
my man, Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> um, I might be like one of the only people on this planet with a Peyton Pritchard jersey. Fair. Um, got a got a fifty dollar authentic is, at the, is at it the a, garden. Is so. it a legitimate Peyton Pritchard? Or, or, okay, I was about to it say. Is. I, I yep. didn't know if it was a Kyrie jersey with duct tape on the back. <laughs> I know <laughs> one of my friends has one of those actually. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, he, uh, I'm not sure if he's he's got it, but I, I've seen it um, <laughs> on campus. So yeah, but uh, I I got a killer deal at the store it was like two hundred dollars off at, at at the garden they were getting rid of him from his rookie year i Jesus. got the uh the banner jersey oh the that's, authentic that's cool. so i got it for 50 bucks wow it was 250 i said i can't pass this out man yeah that's a steal. i've never seen a deal that good for a jersey before it's and honestly crazy. man being but, in, yeah being, awesome. in, being in college that's one of those jerseys you see somewhere you see someone wearing it at a party and, and, and it just goes all right man what's your story <laughs> like how the hell did it's you like, find that I, thing? I've, I've never seen another one of it i've never seen someone else have that same jersey like yeah. yeah, I got a lot of jerseys. I don't know if you've seen anything, but uh, I got a lot of them, and that one's probably like a, probably my rarest one because I've never seen another like no. Who yeah. has a Peyton Pritchard authentic? Like, I've, I've no I've idea. Never, I've never seen it. Um, so they almost traded him. I I think unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say this, I think he's gonna leave in the off season. I think he already said he's planning. On, he well, not that he's planning on leaving, but I think he already said that he thinks he's Brad, probably going. He's to probably be. just not in Brad's plans, which sucks because I like him as a player. But I do, but I get it. Yeah, I do. I mean, he he wants a um, a bigger role, and yeah. we got guys like Malcolm Brogdon that are just taking his role. Yeah, and I, I don't know him or Sam Hauser. They should choose between the two of them. I agree if, if they want to do that. But I I wish that they could keep him because sometimes he can really catch fire. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. So what do you think about the Celtics recently? I know we kind of touched on it earlier, but I mean, I'll say this: yeah. if they're when they're competing, like they're the best team in the NBA. And, like, when they're healthy, like, I truly believe that they have the ability to win the championship this year. Yeah, definitely. More so than last year, too. Like, that's the thing. Because of the addition of Brogdon and everything that they're doing. I love Brogdon, man. I and wanted I, him to trade for him for so long, yeah, and, and, they, and they did it. And I think that they – move. And I think now that they have that experience of getting to the finals, you know, ha- having that tough loss with Golden State, I think they now have it yeah. in them to get, it, to get over the hump. I really think that. And we saw them compete mm-hmm. against Golden State, and, you know, they – they they handled them so yeah yeah it's just interesting because it seems like they have a, t- a tough matchup against a couple teams in particular Golden mm-hmm. State's one of them Denver is an, another one they don't match up well against sure. for some odd reason the Magic even though we don't have to worry about them <laughs> uh, the Bulls usually give us some trouble as well and uh, the Cavs the Cavs I don't know like I'm kind of concerned about the Cavs because they they can catch fire yeah obviously with that uh, with the addition of Donovan Mitchell this season. Yeah, but you know, we always it seems like we, we always beat the Sixers, we always beat the Nets every year. The Bucks can go either way. Yeah, I, that's the team that I'm concerned about the most. Yeah, the Bucks are obviously going to give you fits. I also Definitely, I, I yeah. do agree with the thing on the Cavs though because Cavs. you know you have Jared Allen at center and like he's one of my favorite players, man. He, I love great, Jared Allen, and that's the thing where yeah. like you know while the Celtics do have good size, they don't have a true center that can really go to battle with an Embiid, with that guy, with Giannis. <sighs> Well, Rob, um, Rob's there, but Rob, he's, Rob's there, but he's under. He, and the he's, offensive end is not. Yeah, you know? and no, and I'll say this: defensively, Rob's great. I oh, love. I no, like one of the best. I mean, he's one he's the best. the best in the league. And but oh, yeah. size wise, I just don't know if if he can be that guy that just like toe to toe, like offensively too, like because you want someone inside to impose their will down there. Because if you don't, like that's that's an issue too. Yeah. Um. And. Honestly, I like this roster as it is right now, like yes. with the Celtics. I don't think we needed to make any major moves. I was waiting to see if Brattle did do something, but I like the roster. Yeah. I do. And I'm so glad that we didn't trade for KD. If oh, yeah. we trade for KD, I would have been so pissed. Yeah. Because I don't see a need for that. 
Jalen Brown's like nine years younger than him or something like that. Oh, yeah. Why Jay- would we need to do that? Well, I, I don't get it. Well, let me raise this question to you. Yeah. If you knew Jalen Brown would not sign a contract after, after 2024, he'd be out, and like, and and you're going to lose him for nothing. Would you have made the deal? Well, if I knew would, that would, we were going to lose him, of yeah, course. Yeah, would that change your mind? Well, that's what some people are saying. They don't know if Jalen Brown wants to be his own guy. They don't know if that's the case. I don't... Mm, I don't know. I, I could maybe see it happening. Yeah. But I think that he's found so much, um, like... I, I don't know. I mean... Like, thinking about the idea of him just leaving is just tough for me. I mean, he's just, he just had a lot of uh, I mean, I don't good know, things though. happen here. He's had a lot of success. I agree, but there's also, but he also has, he's also just been accustomed to being, oh, you're a you're Jason sidekick. Well, and, and sometimes and, he does better than him, though. I, I agree. Like, there have been times where you can argue, like, okay, Jalen Brown might be might be the better player here. No, I, there, I, in the, I in the finals, you can make that case. Like, I, yeah, like, oh, my God. Oh, Tatum folded in the finals yeah. last and year. And I know he had a oh, shoulder injury, tough. but no, I, I do agree yeah. with you that sometimes Brown steps up when Tatum doesn't. But at the end of the day, Definitely, like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, Tatum it, at, just athletically is the more talented player. You have, the, yeah, the, is, the potential is. is higher with Jason Tatum he than is. Jalen Brown. Yes. So, I just don't know if Brown is going to get is going to be kind of you know a little salty, kind of a little bit you know you know jealous of that, and and, and he's going to say Maybe. all right. He might just say know. you know what, I want to go to to a team like the Knicks or something like that, and and just have 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 the city of New York rooting. Oh man! But I don't know. Mm. I, that could that sometimes that can sometimes just be a guy's mentality where where it's like you know what. I want to go. I want to go to a big market and have people go to the go to the stadiums to cheer for me, not my teammate, me. Like, like that's the thing. I want my I want my jersey to be the number one in team sales. I mean, um, I I didn't really think of that to be yeah. honest with you, and um, I don't know. Yeah. I if I were to take a guess, I'd say he's gonna resign. You said I, after twenty twenty four. I hope he does next I, season. After like like it's after next season. Or yeah, twenty twenty four. Okay, he's got another year. It depends on what happens this year. Sure. If we're like a second round exit, I can maybe see that happening. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I never really thought of that idea. The only other, the only so, other thing too is, could he be getting kind of pissed now from hearing like all from hearing all these like, oh, Jalen Brown's in the KD rumors. Like that that could be something too. To that work. was a big thing last year. That was a big conversation. Because if, if I'm um, him, I because I, I, if I'm him, ooh, I I, I, might, I don't know. I I I'd be like, why am I always the trade ship? Why is this like? If if I'm him, I might just be like, you guys have no loyalty to me. You just see me as like a Demar Derozan for Kawhi Leonard kind of situation. Like which I which know. I don't see I don't see Brown as that kind of player, but he might he might see himself not being valued. Um, I don't see that happening sure. because I think at this point he made the All Star game. He's yeah. he's improved this year. Brad knows and the fan base knows he is a star. Yeah, and this duo has done really well mm-hmm. together at least this year. Like last year, losing the finals to me, I wasn't mad because sure. we weren't supposed to win. No. Yeah, I don't care about the ESPN graphic. We weren't supposed to win. No, we were not. So I was I was disappointed. Yeah. I was. But I was like, this team has a lot of upside. Absolutely. And we got even better this year with Brogdon. I'm so glad that Derek White's on the team, except I hate when he shoots threes sometimes. <laughs> it sucks yeah. from the three-point line. But he was a great addition. Brad knows what he's doing. He's got a vision. And Marcus Smart, I honestly have to apologize to Marcus Smart because <laughs> at one point I wanted to give it to him. I really? wanted I'm like, get him off the team. He's he's hurting it more than he's helping it. Sure. He's taken that step up this year and 
I got I to gotta give it to him. He's yeah. He's been a lot better than like for this team than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, he has. So, I mean, yeah. credit to them. Yeah. I like them moving forward. If they're healthy. I do. Here's the thing. Brown's got to get back from the facial fracture. They got to get back in shape. If they are all healthy come playoff time, I like the Celtics. I, I really I do, do and I think that they're going to be – this is the best shot that they have had since 08. Oh, 100%. So they I mean, got they have to yeah. take advantage of it here, and I really hope that they can cash in with a finals appearance and, and victory this time around. The 2018 team was – I think like, – that, that team was fun. I wish they made it to the final. I yeah. wish they did. I was so oh, – I was disappointed when they, uh, when they lost to LeBron because – the Cavs got swept too. That was the worst. I was like, yeah. "Oh, this could have been us, man. This could have been us." But, yeah, um, yeah. I, and, and the same thing with the Suns. Like, if KD gets hurt, if Booker gets hurt, Paul gets hurt, they might not even be nearly as good. Yeah, we just gotta see how they, like, how they do. I don't know. So, Celtics are my pick. I'm locking it in. Locking <laughs> it in. I like to hear it. Yeah. So, obviously, Chris, uh, we're gonna start to wrap this thing up now. Obviously, it's getting yeah. a little bit chiller, it chillier is. outside. Unfortunately, now. but. But we are now down to the wire, which means that we're going to wrap up what we talked about in this episode and send you guys on your way. Uh, I've got some people walking around campus right now. What's up, dude? You want to come on the podcast real quick? Oh, shoot. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I, uh, Getting people like uh, on the spot here. You yeah, know trying what I, mean? To, I mean, that's something we might want to do in the future, do some man on the street hey, stuff. We, this is a little uh, test run. So this is something that you could you could try to do this in like throughout the spring, like maybe in about like uh, – I would say like a month or so, like yeah. after March break. You can oh, definitely yeah. get this going. Like I think so. Like, I mean, this might be like a weekly thing. I I, I, I wouldn't mind that. But yeah. you know, obviously this is your show. But yeah, I mean, hey, I man, think I think this went well. You're always yeah. welcome on, man. So uh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, appreciate it. But yeah, so uh, for those of you guys um, who were for who were here for the first part, we did a whole Super Bowl special with Adam Wright of the Fumble Ruski podcast and all those guys. Um, we went through a whole bunch of things from. Um, you know, just everything with Super Bowl 57. And then we got over here to the outside portion of the podcast with Chris. Uh, we went through oh, yeah. Kevin Durant to the Suns, Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks, D'Lo back to the Lakers, and a lot more. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys want to follow us on Instagram, it's at down.tothewire. You can then find a link for all of the other places you can access the podcast, like Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. And, yeah. Uh, Chris, I know you have a show too. If you want to shout do, it out, go I ahead. I do. I uh, do. The Dog Talk is um, every Thursday at 5 p.m. And uh, actually, this Monday, uh, I might be doing a special interview with okay. um, someone who plays for one of the sports teams here. And uh, I went to middle school with him, and oh, I've been cool. uh, trying to get him. Uh, I, I finally tried to get him on. Um, and so I'm excited. Uh, I don't know exactly when it's going to be yet, but next week, probably Monday. Good stuff. Uh, so tune into that. And. Obviously, tune into our regular Thursday show with me, Aiden Silva, and Carter Santos. Nice. Um, you know, we talk sports. We talk Bryant student life. We, you know, and we've been doing uh, these. I don't know if you guys do this on here, but like the drafts of random things, like food, oh, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. all that stuff. That's cool. Uh, so we did like a snack draft yesterday. It was fun. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I've been having fun with that. So tune in. And uh, Brian, thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely, man. I we're enjoyed gonna, it. We're gonna enjoy get it. in the sun now. Enjoy this, and uh, yep. Yeah, send you send you guys on your way. So from down the wire, I'm Brian Costa. And I'm Chris Dring. And we hope you guys have a, a good rest of your day. Take care and peace out. WJMF Radio.